0: It is time to tune up the band and your Nexus or you're against us. For it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Ridden and Dan, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. We've been gone a little bit, I finally have my internet back, and it's good to be back. How are you, chaps? Been a week, lads.
1: <laughs> I know. The the feud with Richard Branson is still not dying.
0: It will never
2: die. No.
1: I've got a good bit. ten. I've got a good decade of heat with him. So that
2: you know. man, that, that man had that one face run with tubular bells, and then that was
3: it. That was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. There, I've there got, go. I've got, I've got like a decade of heat going back to when I was in high school and getting clowns for my bad internet connection because I was on Virgin Media.
0: There we go. Shit's personal. This yeah. no, it's more than personal now. How this keeps happening <laughs> so frequently? Um, but uh, but no, fortunately, I am back. I am happy to be back. And we are rocking and rolling going forward. We've, I mean, it's been a heck of a couple of weeks in wrestling since we've been gone. I mean, we were talking just before we were recording. and We were just talking about the egg.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the mystery egg, which, like I said to the guys, it, it's weird that Survivor Series seems to be this... Point where mystery eggs seem to be a thing. <laughs> it seems
0: weird that it's happened more than once. <laughs> you would have thought they would have put put a mystery egg somewhere at last year's Survivor Series during Undertaker's retirement. Because remember, rock just appears out of an egg or something. I don't know. Do remember the Gobbledygooker and the Undertaker debuted on the same night at Survivor Series, <laughs> so oh, which, lead, wanted... which
1: yeah, which leads to my great and ever eternal. Alternative wrestling reality where the gobbledygooker goes like twenty six and zero at Mania, and
0: Hector Guerrero was the mortician. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
3: laughs>
0: oh, that 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 is the bizarro world I want to I want to see, not living, <laughs> but want to that's see the wrestling. What if we need? <laughs> Oh, man. So we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know what, guys?
2: When there's not a lot of things that. We're, we're not braggers here. We don't like to brag. <laughs> but if I may, I would like to brag about the fact that we are always pending and always will be.
0: <laughs> and we're also. Uh, indirectly best in the world approved as well. But we'll get to that in a moment. I know. <laughs> well we'll get to that. Uh, you can also support us and get up to date with exclusive material as well as day early releases of our podcast over on patreon.com forward slash chinwag I am gonna plug that to Kingdom Come because it also it helps keep the lights on here at Chinwag Towers. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. And lights start flickering and we
1: don't have no fluorescent tubes or anything. <laughs>
0: oh man also i must say as well before we get onto the onto the news that uh we do have something very exciting to look forward to we'll be announcing it soon enough on our um, Mm -hmm. socials but uh on the 11th of december we got something quite quite silly but also quite awesome at the same (laughs) time possibly
3: the
1: first i'm gonna say we are quite possibly the first people in the wrestling podcast fear to undertake what we are doing and are going to start hopefully doing more regularly but
2: it is a I revolution hope... in the making
1: I really yeah, hope that we have you... come yeah. to change the game quite possibly I... um in a way no one's ever done before and maybe not necessarily for
0: the better or worse
3: <laughs> I hope it changes the game nonetheless yes.
0: It sets a trend, I hope it does, for UK res- uh, UK-based UK wrestling podcasts across the yeah. country. <laughs> we shall see. But before we get on to our pay-per-view review of Bragging Rights 2010, it is time to visit Dan for this week's
2: wrestling news. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun!
0: Wrestling
1: news! Oh.
0: oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> I
1: know so let's get straight into it and i mean i think for for most of us the big one recently is oh, i think mean, obviously survivor series happened mm-hmm. um yes is all i've got to say yeah pretty much it was like yeah it, it happened i can't say i was necessarily excited mm. or particularly amazed by any of it but mm-hmm. it happened that was a
2: pay-per-view
0: that, oh, that yeah. is so genuinely my reaction to it. I I don't actually. I can't really say much about it because. Well,
1: you know I can't because it just seemed like because I I think if I think the biggest thing for me is it kind of falls into that thing of like. Looking at it on reflection, I'm like, yeah, it was a it was a better pay-per-view for WWE but i really don't feel like that reflects the level of any of the performers or the standard they should be at yeah yeah no like please. it should be like it should be better and i mean we've been saying before and as as is will be part of this theme <laughs> with this episode and our topic um i don't even know if survivor series feels like a big four anymore
3: if yeah, shoot, which bit... is
1: weird. Mm. Which is weird as well, considering the history that Survivor Series has to the company.
0: Exactly. It's some of the most monumental moments in the history of the company have happened at Survivor Series. And when you Series. think about the whole thing of like being the sole
1: survivor and what that used to mean, yeah, that actually now it just kind of feels like a a, a thing that happens every
0: thought. kind of mm, November. <laughs> Especially an afterthought, especially when you realise, like, this was all booked via social media. Well, I mean, that's one part of it. The, the whole team arrangements
1: and how that was announced on social media rather than, you know, the free hours that Raw has or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause which
1: nice. Which to me is just a, an absolute myth. <laughs> because. How do you need to fill like three hours of TV time and you don't do qualifying matches? Yeah. Yeah. If if Because you've got you have a men's and a women's survivor series match and you don't do
2: one big tournament beforehand.
1: Yeah, you don't just do like qualifiers or whatever, because and that's just easy free T V time to just get good matches in.
0: You'd think. You'd think. But if yes, the if, if 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 the bloody structure of last night's SmackDown was anything to go by, they don't know how to fill time. Because I swear to goodness the <laughs>
1: Oh, you're talking about the, the, the whole main event. Yeah. The main the main event that start that started at like an hour started at like was it like something like nine thirty or whatever? Mm-hmm. The match started at like nine fifty eight. Yeah. And then the match was over in like however many minutes.
0: About three. But well, if... no, I wouldn't say not even three minutes. Less yeah. than three minutes. So, I've hey. got no idea on that one. I got nothing. I'm sorry, chaps. I really have nothing in regards to this. One. It's because like, the thing is, is it, it it always goes back to that
1: fit. It goes back to that picture I use all the time where it's, like, internet users trying to be funny and then the gift of prophecy. (laughs) And so it's, like, it's that... I I just always think back to that one meme where it was, like, um, at some point, SmackDown's just going to be a three-hour-long Roman Reigns entrance. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, because... This is terrifyingly close to feeling real. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: never forget that we should, every SmackDown have Roman Reigns' full entrance. <laughs> we need the bronze like augmented like reality that... Roman Reigns <laughs> screaming his head off.
3: The the AR,
1: ever since they did that AR Becky on the entrance, I've just... <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I've just hated it. <laughs> because that, that thing was just horrifying. I think it triggered my fear of clowns,
0: which is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> That yes, that, that 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 is mightily impressive. This is one thing they've done, right, haven't it? Uh WWE <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um you know there there's there's all of that as well,
1: and it's just like I just have no idea. I know um
0: I believe as of the as of the time of recording, War Games is still yet to happen. War Game, yeah, War Games is happening uh, on Sunday evening. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. It's weird that I'm usually kind of like, oh, I'm kind of pumped for a War Games. I think because it's the whole old guard versus new blood sort of thing. It's making me. It's kind of put a dampener on it. And especially yeah. when you think about Kylo Reilly's it supposedly yep. will be his last if johnny gargano it's supposedly going to be his last if they don't if both yep. of them don't resign i'm more sad than i am excited for this one well that's
1: the thing because i think it's going to be their like their thing of like
0: <laughs> all your past idols are gone <laughs> yeah i mean they're making it a point when if you've seen in the branding and the um, yeah uh, splash screens—they're uh, definitely making the old. They ha- they've got like half and half. So they've got with the old NXT, you've got the black and gold, and in the new NXT, they've got the Art Attack. Yeah, <laughs> they're not shying away from it. At I all.
1: get the feeling this match is just going to be a vehicle for Braun Breaker. And to be fair, I'm not mad at that
0: fact. But well, if they we make it a vehicle for him and Tony D'Angelo, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, that is fair. There is Tony <laughs> D'Angelo there too. <laughs> uh, I'm also not kind of looking forward to the cruiserweight title match, especially when the uh, the supposed rumor is that this is the uh, this is going to be the death now for the cruiserweight division. Um, also, um, a kind of it's a, still a bit kind of iffy about Joe Gacy's character. Uh, not to rag on Joe yeah. Gacy because he's a really talented dude, but I just think his character is a bit a bit iffy or very much playing to the Tucker Carlson fans of the world. Oh, no, it definitely is. (laughs) It definitely is. Uh, So, I mean, to end it like that especially is a bit sad, um, especially when it's like you could have done so much more than you possibly could have with that division. Especially because I think the one thing that handicapped it is that Cruiserweights have to face Cruiserweights when it's like, "Mm, the original division wasn't like that, you
1: know? Well, the the thing that I think I think obviously the biggest things that hamper it are what whatever plan they had for the cruiserweight
0: title in conception originally never happened. Especially when it sounded like they were going to try and build it with two big names being Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. Right. So you have that you have that whole thing,
1: (laughs) but then also what you have is the whole is the whole issue of the come you know i'm saying this like at a company level cruiserweight wrestling just isn't valued in the same way mm. and that's a shame and i'm gonna, really and i'm going to say this is a symptom of the american wrestling mindset because it is mm. because within the sphere of wwe and the influence it's had over the market yeah and I, I I may sound like I'm like proselytizing right now, <laughs> all of that, right? But I gen, but genuinely, I think it's a thing that for wrestling fans who exist in that WWE sphere, when you say cruiserweight, they think less of the person, and you have to kind of work to remove that tag. Yeah. Um, and I and I I say this also well because I know people that act like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, think about Eddie Guerrero for example. Is that the guy? uh the guy bless him uh when wcw he had a ceiling on him and when he went to the uh to the fed he knew that he was going to have a ceiling on him so he yeah. he tried like he tried incredibly hard just to get to that position and by god through through sheer bloody mindedness and incredible work rate he did and i'm so glad that he did and was mm-hmm. able to um I mean, but guys, it, it, it's just—it's just so
1: funny to see that like whole same contextual thing like taking place again. Yeah. As as this reset on, uh, NX- on NXT takes place. Yeah. That you had these wrestlers who worked a different style, were often a little bit on the smaller side, but more versatile, had a real big mix of stuff they could do. Reintroduction of the cruiserweight title into that space. And, you know all of all of that together and then the the foundations of a really good division starting because like let's not fit let's not forget about like that first time when kushida won yeah that title and we were like oh okay all right Th- this could be going somewhere
0: <laughs> i mean he was fully embracing sakuraba as well so i thought oh wow wow they're, they're really going with this yeah, like
1: oh, okay we're getting some like cruiserweight mat work right okay we're, we're mixing this up a bit and then obviously things have things have come through and now we're like, oh, okay, so that title just disappearing again.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it sucks, you know? especially when you think that they put a lot of effort, they invested a lot of effort in the Cruiserweight yeah. Championship with the tournament last year.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, well, uh, you know, Santos Escobar was a really entertaining part of that, of NXT for the most of the pandemic era.
1: And that, and that that's the thing. We're just ending up back at this point
0: again. Just like, oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's sad. And that's why I'm so sad about this takeover because it genuinely feels like this is... I mean, 2.0 has kind of slowly built to it. This is the point when we go goodbye to everything you ever knew. It yeah. feels, I don't know if that's going to be that case. It probably will. But it definitely feels like... Bye. See you later. Thanks for all the fish. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, <sighs> oh, well.
1: At least AEW's been good. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say I'd say it has been. The only thing that's been annoying me about AEW recently is MJF, but that's a whole separate conversation.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, actually. uh, Fun little thing I read, Uh, Joseph actually made an article over at FanFight about the whole MJF CM Punk promo, and I think he's actually right on a lot of points about MJF. Uh, It's not that he's bad, it's just I feel like he's been... um, He's not been as good as he as he kind of as he can be i should say and i think a lot of that is hampered by a lot of influence from mjf since he started in AEW. i'm not gonna name names in particular press jericho but um i feel like a lot of, of some influence here and there and what he's been doing has kind of hampered him just a little bit um, well the thing the thing i the thing i've said to my to
1: my friend um is that he is he is a very good promo and I don't want to take that away from him. The problem is, is he's started. He started the move away from doing actually good promos to, Oh, how edgy can I be? Mm. And so I said, like at this point, it feels like I'm just like, he's just like rehashing a cod lobby.
0: Yeah. I felt you know how I felt that, that moment with Brian Pillman jr. That was when I thought, Oh, he's being a bit too edgelord Lord right now, isn't he? That's what, I, that's what I mean. I'm
1: like, he's just becoming like the wrestling equivalent of an edgelord and just saying stuff not because it's like good heel work. It's just like, well, obviously people are going to hate you for saying that because you just shouldn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again,
1: I know I'm going to get people com- like commenting on this going, isn't that, isn't that good heel work? And like, again, we can talk about that distinction at some point in time later.
0: <laughs> agreed, agreed. But... Uh no it's 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 not that he's bad it's just it's
1: not that he's bad at all (laughs) it's just that for some
0: reason recently he's just decided to do like
1: edge posting
0: yeah i really hope with this um angle with punk kind of brings that back a little bit more um that 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 mjf that kind of that was the guy that we all loved to hate i really hope that punk brings that back out of him i'm almost yeah. certain as well with that promo that he did he looked really nervous and why wouldn't you be this is one guy that you've kind of loved since you was a kid probably w- one of the main factors as to why you got into pro wrestling i would mm. be nervous <laughs> as well mm. in that in that um in that scenario but uh going through um dynamite great opening match with uh danielson versus alan angels of the dark order um alan angels has been putting on bangers of matches recently
1: i I just love like how much how much danielson is actually just
0: like all right i'm a bastard now yeah (laughs) i did say i was going to kick people's heads in and now i am (laughs) It's it's just that
1: thing of just of just being there and just being like,
3: hey, fuck you. <laughs>
2: it is. It does really feel like ah, you know, I've done everything in this business. You know what I haven't tried? Murder.
0: <laughs> no, it literally is that. <laughs> A spot of light murder every Wednesday. I like yeah. the sound of that. Says Danielson. Like it sounds it. Sound, it- it's ridiculous what I say.
1: Being a bastard seems to come quite naturally to him.
2: <laughs> it's, the, it's the vegan. R O H two
0: thousand five. Oh yeah, the R O H two thousand five and being vegan.
2: Uh, just
0: yeah. it's the amalgam of both of those eras <laughs> in Danielson's career.
2: Daniel, Danielson has forgotten that it's two, that it is not, in fact, two thousand five.
0: But no one <laughs> dares remind him. <laughs> where's nigel he keeps saying in the backstage yeah <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm going to kill and i'm going to kill every single person i see until i get nigel back
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that is dr- that is dream booking 101 for me um <laughs> should we talk about it then because uh, i know it was uh, re- it was announced uh, a couple of days beforehand that cm punk on this episode of dynamite would go up against uh lee moriarty tie um, should we talk about it then?
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk to... about it because what... that means a piece of your work has been seen by
0: CM Punk. Yeah, that blew my mind when I saw that on Twitter. Uh, so and i am with...
1: claiming every single bit of credit by proxy that i can to cling on to
0: something in life
2: <laughs> that is exactly what i'm doing yes yes yes
0: so uh everywhere as everyone knows i'm i currently edit for for joseph montecilio and our most recent video that i did for him was the five match primer on lee moriarty uh cm punk uh posted on his instagram stories on uh, tuesday evening uh the intro uh the intro the title sequence to that with the eyes emoji, and I was like, Holy shirt balls! Um, CM Punks watched my videos,
1: and then there was three tweets from Joseph, just like, So who's gonna tell Sam his yes, CM Punk so, is watching yes. a video? He's watched? and I was just like, <laughs> Retweet now. <laughs> Oh,
0: it's crazy! Bearing
1: in mind, when I saw those tweets, it was like seven fifteen in the morning, and I was getting ready to go. I was get, I was like
0: getting on the bus to go to work. <laughs> I was just like I didn't it's Crazy, nuts! I I, 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 will say that I did a little jig and bouncing off the walls in happiness for that. Because um, yeah, what what even is twenty twenty one? What has my our year been, where we now have CM Punk? watching videos that I've edited it's it's, if if I had known starting this podcast back in May of 2020 that this would probably be one of the end results of that I would have been you're nuts
1: also you're for even suggesting coming back
0: to wrestling
3: (laughs) All
1: I'm saying is technically Joseph's five match primer videos are now wrestler certified yes So they are now actual, they now
0: count as watching tape in preparation for a match. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, This is all going, of course, not being told, not saying. Uh, The match was amazing. What an amazing match. I think one of Punk's best matches this side of uh, his match with Eddie Kingston. I mean, I was really happy that they actually gave
1: Moriarty good offense because yes. I think the two of them worked really well together.
0: Oh yes, the Pepsi Twist reverse or countered with the Pepsi Twist. I I appreciated that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I also appreciated oh, yeah. Lee's new mask. An amazing uh, tribute to MF Doom. I mean,
1: it's an MF Doom mask. <laughs> I I have to, I have to rate it. <laughs> I have no choice. Yes
0: uh fantastic fantastic match uh all around and you know i'll keep saying it man lee moriarty's probably had one of the best years a professional wrestler could possibly have i'm i'm saying that like moriarty
1: Uta garcia and dante martin are like the big young four for AEW. They're the four pillar. <laughs> I'm not going to go that
0: fast. to like that, but no. Can we stop with the four pillar talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely are like the best gets I think Tony Khan has had this year. Yeah. The, I mean, of course, you know, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, you know, all of those guys, yeah, of course. Bring, but...
4: You
1: bring
0: those people in, you know, already expecting what you're going to get. Exactly. Exactly. Um,. There was a great tag match with the Gug Club, Darby Allen and Sting. Um, <laughs> Sting and Mr. Gun Ass Club. finally meeting for the first time, which was surprising. Uh, we had a really good quarterfinal match at the TBS title tournament with Ruby Soho uh, yes. defeating Chris Statlander. Uh, and then we had the Atlanta street fight. Um, Cody with uh, Glock Anderson uh, yes. versus Andrade and Jose the Assistant. Um, Hall uh i've this was a match i wasn't expecting it to go as hard as it did as it did um, uh, excuse me it's a cody main event in atlanta <laughs> fair actually no what no you're right um, cody
1: was gonna get in every single thing that he could
0: <laughs> also I, I know it's been the sentiment is shared with a lot of people and i don't know if it's shared with you two uh, but it's getting quite comical now, Cody, uh, with the slight kind of like the subtext digs at one Hunterhurst Helmsley, uh, because one part um, during
1: the match, if you didn't know, because like, like, obviously he did the whole sledgehammer thing before.
3: Yes, yeah.
1: and like getting out an actual golden shovel is inspired. <laughs> it's the shit eating grin on Cody's face as he got that out. Kendo stick. Like, 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 oh. I, like, I, like, I do like it. But, but also, I need to, like, sit in, like, contextual acknowledgement of the fact that us was like, okay, but I already know that, like, Andrade's losing this match. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: was like, Cody is not losing in Atlanta. <laughs> and, of course, the only way that Cody could ever end a street fight, uh, a flaming table spot. The, okay, and again, this match did not need a flaming table spot. <laughs> But by like golly, literally
1: nothing in this feud has demanded
0: that at this point. But by golly, was Cody going to give them a flaming table spot? And yeah, by he was. Golly, did he take all of that when Andrade and by, was supposed yeah, to take golly, that? Yeah, by golly, did
1: Andrade do a great fucking sliced bread <laughs> <laughs> off the top? Because <laughs> I think he, I think like the the top of his kneecap touched the table.
0: Meanwhile, Cody just absolutely ate fire. <laughs> oh, it was um. That was a sight to behold, to say the least. Um, I, I that main event. Um, I I I enjoyed it, even if it was a little bit silly here, there, and everywhere. But um, cert- yeah, certainly was something. Rampage was a lot of fun this uh yeah uh, this week uh, as well. Uh, we've now confirmed that Tony Nese has signed with All Elite I- Wrestling. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And had a really good TNT title match with Sammy Guevara.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm, obviously, I think for for AEW it becomes a thing of like, how do they kind of spread things out a little bit more? Because
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know what, we're only having uh, the TNT title, the world title, the tag titles. I'm just wondering, like, is there a way they can maybe like space things out a little bit more? But to be mm-hmm. fair, I think Tony Nice is a good get, and for their for their, for their kind of audience, Tony Nese is going to be a good person to have. I mean, if you've ever seen, like, Tony Nese's work, especially his work with Ethan Page on the in- independent
0: circuit, yeah, you'll know how good he is. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people really haven't seen Tony Nese's charisma because he does have it in spades. They really didn't see a lot of it in 205 Live. So yeah. I'm really hoping he gets the opportunity to really kind of show that side in AEW. Um i'm looking forward to seeing what he does especially kind of as he's probably going to be quite the uh, established star on dark as a lot of these kind of like new signees that come in do and will be and hopefully that means he gets more time on dynamite and rampage um Mm -hmm. which still blows my mind when like talking about that and there's like guys new signees coming in and becoming established how many times daniel garcia's main evented rampage this year (laughs) Well that's the thing. I think it's just a testament of how good he is. Yeah. Um uh I didn't particularly like the whole thirty one second squash match for the women. Um but it is Jade Cardgill. So
1: Yeah, it is Jade Cardgill, but like as well again, it's that thing of like if there's not gonna be a second one on the card, then just at least give us like five. Hmm we're not asking for
0: that much i agree i agree and then we had ftr versus the tri- uh, versus the death triangle um again solid tag match i really yep. enjoyed this one honest honest to goodness i feel like um when it comes to tag tags of the year i think ftr and lucha bros are one and two but it, I'm, it, I'm looking at the next few weeks to see which one will kind of if there's going to be like a <laughs> flip-flop that. That is the thing that it that is coming up, Uh, and then again, I mean, I'm talking about. I mean, I say this, but then astronauts have had an amazing year in Japan as a tag team as well. (laughs) So it's so hard to decide between the three. But no, that is. uh... We should we
1: should we should also as well just quickly before we do like wrap up, Mm want to give some some shout outs to the two new greatest potential wrestling companies of all time, Terminus being operated by jonathan gresham he's been getting in some really good names which which is which is looking to be kind of the first primarily black owned and like rostered wrestling promotion in america really which is so freaking cool
0: and about freaking time
1: and i should say like operating on like a regular salaried basis from Mm. the sounds of it 'Cause obviously there are plenty of amazing independent companies out there that bring people in for shows and whatever, but Terminus looks like it's going more the ROH direction. Um so just recently announcing that he brought in Fred Yehi or Yehi. Oh, so cool. Which is which is massive. Um and then on the <laughs> on the other side of things we have DPW Deadlock Pro Wrestling oh, oh skew <laughs> out, well. out, of, out of Raleigh North Carolina who have announced the both Ryu Mizunami <laughs> <laughs> and the match for, for their January show
0: of Kid Bandit versus Ho Ho Lun <laughs> which is so crazy like how the hell did Pulse Johnny and Tony <laughs> Pizza Guy wrangle that one I fucking love it, it's so good. <laughs> Just, I'm so looking forward to seeing what Pete, uh, what those three do with DPW. Like, the amount of times I've listened to Deadlock and how they fantasy book what they're doing for DPW. I hope that they are, that they live to the expectation of what they set out, or what they've kind of been joking and riffing about on the podcast. Because if so, it's probably going to be one of my favourite companies of twenty twenty two. It, it genuinely, it genuinely
1: might be if they just keep doing booking like this. I can't believe we're getting fucking Kid Bandit
0: versus Ho Ho Lun. <laughs> be so much fun. This is, it's so scuffed, but I love it. <laughs> love it so much. Um. Oh, what in in the subject of uh, and on the uh. Talking about uh, Jonathan Gresham, here's me thinking and hoping that he wins the ROH World Championship at Final Battle. Well, that's the thing. It looks
1: like he'll win it and then just take the title with him wherever he ends up going afterwards.
0: The the, the second person to only, uh, to only hold both World and Pure Championships as well, may I add.
1: Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, honestly, the biggest thing with ROH right now is that with the build-up to Final Battle, it looks like it genuinely feels like they are just saying this is the end. <laughs> Yeah, because like what? they're like they're doing enough for them to be like, oh, it might come back, but everything is just like this is the end of ROH as you know it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's really really sad. It really
1: is. So it'll be really sad, but then again, seeing like Gresham just keeping the title with him wherever he goes will be like quite nice. That'll
0: be awesome. That'll be awesome.
1: Him being the final champion is just like poetic.
0: Uh, no. Without doubt, without a doubt, um, and thoroughly deserves it. If you ask me,
1: oh, I should say as well. Uh, Josh Woods was at
0: um, the AEW dark tapings. Oh yes, I forgot as well. No, um, so my that's... mistake about being pure champion because Josh Woods is pure champion, isn't he? That was my mistake. Well, yeah. no, he
1: was. He was pure champion.
0: Was. previously? Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, Josh Woods was at. Um... The recent tapings for AEW Dark. So. Yeah.
0: So yeah, um, kind of a sad note, um, for the final battle I know, in ROH. But... I, 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 hope for every person that it was involved in the company that they do bounce back. It looks like a lot of them are bouncing back, um, quite well actually. Um, especially when of course with gresham um, and terminus and a lot of the guys showing up in gcw and within mm-hmm. the indies as well we've got the ogk uh popping up in nwa every so often as well so i really hope for everyone that was involved in the company that they do bounce back really well yeah they will they will oh is there anything else that uh dan or is that kind of everything we've got done with the news guys us done with the news lovely stuff Recommendation corner. Reardon, what have you got for us this week?
2: How do you guys feel about the Russian Revolution? Go Uh, on.
1: It has me feeling some kind of way.
2: Very good answer, considering what we do. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, one of our many many interests on this podcast is of course history uh-huh. and i have been currently listening to the podcast known as simply as revolutions huh. which goes on in and i cannot emphasize this enough extreme copious detail <laughs> Go on on. <laughs> on the Russian Revolution from start to I okay I want to say finish but it hasn't finished yet. <laughs> I was going to say there, yeah there are so it is not the only um, thing that the podcaster Mike Duncan talks about. He talks about various different types of revolution of revolutions, Haitian Revolution, Mexican Revolution, French Revolution. But and they, and they are all in um in a, around half an hour episodes. Right? Hmm. As it's, at the time of this recording, there are and I'm just quickly checking this out. Yes, 77 episodes on the <laughs> Russian Revolution. Holy moly. I am on oh my God. I am on currently Number 11. (laughs) (laughs) I have been a big fan of um, Mike Duncan for a while. Uh, Especially he is a historian who does a lot of stuff. He also does a brilliant breathtaking one on the Roman Empire, which is as long. (laughs) It's as long. Let me me just reiterate. Excuse
3: me,
1: we all know the Roman Empire didn't actually exist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: if it didn't exist, then what the... fuck has he been on for a I thought it was, I thought it was ended by Russell Crowe. I mean,
2: I, God. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, for all I know, he pops up in there. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It okay. is an absolute delight. Mm. Um, it talks about everything from the history of the czars to the history of um, the, the life and times of Karl Marx and what anarchy actually is as a political (laughs) as a political system it has been absolutely fascinating and because it is half an hour disturbingly bingeable despite (laughs) i again i must i must emphasize the point 77 episodes at the time of this recording (laughs) so if you just want to go that is my recommendation okay
1: but here's the bigger question: Is there a context we can apply this to wrestling?
2: <laughs> Legitimately, I am. I will get back to you on that because thanks to this podcast, I am currently reading about the the, the political system of anarchy. So okay, we will on anarcho. So- <laughs> um. Hmm. <laughs> you might have something there, but I need to do some. <laughs> 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 I need- you might have something there, oh god. ECW as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an example of an, of an hey, anarchist we on all, you.
1: We, we all know anarchy rules. In hey. this essay,
0: I will.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> that is my recommendation
0: oh lovely lovely jubbly that is actually a really good recommendation also little one for me big up rest things podcast i am i absolutely enjoy oh, those yeah. lads over there and i mm. so look forward to when i listen to their podcasts here's exactly. opening 2022 we end up appearing there i'm just you know sowing Indeed. the seeds there opening.
2: Mm. And, oh and actually before we before you move on one quick thing i think We should, um, considering it is now, tis the season, it's December. Mm -hmm. I would personally like to recommend that everyone listen to The Waitress's Christmas Rapping, Perhaps perhaps the most mood Christmas song to have ever been recorded, especially when you look at the actual lyrics of the damn thing.
0: That is a good one. That is a very good one. I, I highly recommend that one as well. Good shower and good shout. Anyhow, let us get on to the main portion of this episode. Our pay-per-view review of WWE Bragging Rights 2010. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> I have no idea why, but yet here we are.
1: So This is this is the part where I always say I really need to start questioning my commitment to the bit. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh, man, you are, you hit nail right on head there, especially when I was watching this. Anyway, <coughs> from on the 24th of October 2010, emanating from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, United States of America, it's WWE Bragging Rights 2010. Would you guys like to know what was going on in the world of professional wrestling at this time in 2010? I kind of think what the hell would even be happening anywhere else in
1: 2010.
0: I mean a few things it was a yeah,
1: weird a time things, i'm just thinking like in the us because like really the only other major company in like brackets would be impact I guess it was still probably TNA then. Yes, it it was
0: TNA Impact, and we were right in the the doldrums, or nearing the doldrums, of the Bischoff-Hogan era. So to take (sighs) you into, to give you a little bit of uh, context here, um, so the the, uh, impact before uh, uh, Bragging Rights took place on the 12th of October 2010, a taped show that was broadcast on Spike TV. It did a TV rating of 1.2. On a spike. Commentary provided by Mike Tanay and Taz. On the card, we had Robbie E defeating oh. the amazing Red. Oh. <laughs> uh, a TV title street fight with AJ Styles defeating the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Okay. We better know which he, everyone be, probably better knows him as Elijah Burke in ECW. Yeah. We had Beer Money going up against the team of Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Okay,
1: yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that period.
0: Mickey James in a uh, quick match against Sarita. And yeah. the main event, an Ultimate X match, Kazarian versus Mr. Anderson. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kazarian won. Thank goodness for that, because he is, of course, one of the X Division members. But Mr. Anderson? I
1: mean, I do remember when he was in tna yes Yeah, i remember
3: i remember
0: uh, when you had that absolutely cursed ladder match with jeff hardy oh gosh yes and that and that cage match against kurt angle as well yeah ooh, that was uh that was ooh, that was something uh but yeah no i remember him being there but still and you think that's bad let us fare over to what wwe was doing in the lead up to bragging rights <laughs> yeah. so we were deep into the nexus storyline. Uh, as a matter yeah. of fact, we are right. This is way, way after the SummerSlam um, uh, main event of Team Nexus versus Team WWE, which a lot of people still say Nexus should have won that. The, but because John Cena, the John Cena, Lol
1: Cena of wins. <laughs> but Cause, that's so because this was contextual information I picked up from watching it but this was during the season of the N- game show NXT
0: where it was all women yes this was yes. we are in season 3 yeah. of NXT uh the one which uh, would also which would see AJ Lee debut on the main roster uh, we get Xana for a little bit as well the main storyline of Xana being that uh, she, uh, she yeah, needed a green card thing. and married a gold Yep, 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 yep. We're going to get to that. And We're eventually winner it. Caitlin uh, of that uh, season as well. Um, there was also, of course, did you guys know who won season two of NXT? Just out of sheer curiosity. I'm just trying to Imagine remember what? because that was the one that had.
1: Was that the one that had Ryback and. No, that like, would be season one.
0: That was was right. that
1: the one that was it the one that had Derek Oh no, I remember it was it was the one that had um low key in it,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> uh yeah. It Caval. Caval, yes. Michael McGillicuddy, Gully Gullybully, Husky Harris. Yeah. And Caval yeah. would uh, end up winning uh that one. Uh, and pretty much kind of not Doing much on the main roster soon after. Yeah, it makes it's me low laugh. Key. It makes me laugh that his pros were Michelle McCall and Layla, because of course they were. That was just they were just ribbing him straight off, weren't they?
1: They, they were always going to be absolutely just ribbing him. They're like, we know we want to sign you, but also we just know what you're like. <laughs>
0: also actually i found i just wanted to do a little bit more digging and saw that the new japan the day before uh bragging right so I almost said survivor series because it's basically <laughs> the same thing uh new japan put on, ev- on an event in uh garbage japan at camp zama uh, called the camp zama slam fest the fourth iteration of this and going down the uh the, uh, the 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 match list. It's a really interesting time for uh, for sorry for New Japan, especially because they were okay. still in their relationship with TNA. Uh, I'll bring that into the, in, <sighs> in a moment. So we had a tag match to open with Apollo fifty five, the team of Prince Devitt and Rose yeah. uh, Taguchi uh, going up against mm-hmm. uh, King Farley and Tamatonga. It's really interesting thinking that the three of those uh, peeps in that would, would end that up forming the Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Mm. We had Jushin Liger, Super Strong Machine, and Tiger Mask defeating Seigigun, uh, Wotaro Inoue, Anue and Yuji the yeah. Gata with Koji Kanemoto.
1: Okay.
0: We had great. We had the team of Great Bash Heel, That's the team of Togi uh, Togi Makabe and Tomeyaki yeah. Honma, Hiroki Goto, and Hiroshi Tanahashi <sighs> defeating the team of Chaos, which was Gedo, Jedo, and Shinsuke Nakamura, and. Daniel Puder. (laughs) Yes, tough enough winner, Daniel Puder. Uh, Okay. The guy who nearly snapped Kurt Angle's arm, Daniel Puder. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason I bring up TNA is because Beer Money actually had a match in Japan at this time. Uh, They defeated the team of No Limit, uh, the team of Tetsuya Naito and Yujiro Takahashi. I forgot those two teamed up. God, that feels cursed now. Yeah, because I, I completely forgot those two teamed up. Oh, God, the idea the idea
1: of Naito and. <laughs> oh, my. Ta- time. <laughs> oh, no. Uh,
0: and then we had a six man main event of Akibono and oh Bad Intentions, God. the team of Giant Bernard and Carl Anderson. Of course, Giant Bernard is. Albert. Yes. <laughs> And they defeated... AKA, A.K.A.
1: Tensai.
0: Yes. yes. Because <laughs> they thought, we spent time in Japan. Let's make him a Jap- Japanese man. Uh, and they defeated the team of Chaos, the team of Takahashi uh, Izuka, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yano. Aki... I forgot Akibono again was in New Japan for a little bit. So that is just... It's a weird time, because it's a weird transition. Yeah. Uh, especially when yeah. you realise that around this time... Um, or nearing this time, they would send a Carter on an excursion to TNA. Yeah, and, when he uh, would become
1: Okato, and it was a and there was a Green Hornet reference in twenty
0: eleven, yes. and uh, that soured the relationship between Impact <laughs> and uh, and New Japan um, for a very an incredibly long Do you time. Remember that time when when, when the Great Muta. <laughs>
1: And sonata were in tna
0: oh the great sonata i forgot yeah. about that oh goodness i forgot about that it apparently, just made me think about that apparently can't confirm it apparently okato was a vince russo idea from what i've heard oh, and what god, i've seen oh who else oh my god who could come up with this dated cultural reference <laughs> bro uh so that was what was going on uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, so basically what of- you're saying is that wrestling as a whole was having a rough time. Oh, absolutely rough time. I barely watched <laughs> wrestling at this time because I was getting so jaded with it in 2010. Yep. Get I don't so blame you one bit. <laughs> so that brings us to Bragging Rights 2010. Chaps, would you like to guess the attendance for Bragging Rights 2010? Now, I must I must add the Target Center uh, during concerts can hold 20,000 during NBA games uh, or during like sporting events. It can hold 18 to 19,000. So keep that in mind.
1: OK, but this was, a cur- this was a curse time. So I'm going to say like, yeah, it can hold like 18,000, but they probably thought, yeah, we won't make that. So, I'll say, like, 11,000.
2: I was going to say 10.
0: (sighs) The attendance, the... Not estimated, but the actual attendance for WWE bragging rights 2010, 7,702.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that that makes sense. That's
0: what we in the business call an oof. (laughs) Pay-per-view buyer rates, though, are still quite big not big in the standards of what they used to do in wwe but still quite big at 138 did yeah. didn't this one
1: drop like a hundred thousand on the previous year yes it did
0: because
1: <laughs> uh, i remember that was a big thing that like in that in this period it was like some pay-per-views just absolutely tanked by rate.
0: Yeah, and because this was especially a time where Vince McMahon wanted to reset a lot of pay-per-views at this time, and so he was trying to conceptualise new ones, like a Fatal 4-Way yeah. that happened once. <laughs> uh, this one was actually... Bragging Rights was actually supposed to be the pay-per-view that replaced um, Survivor Series
1: what i love though about the entire idea of doing that is that like, we're gonna replace survivor series with just a thing that is just exactly the same as survivor series <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
0: exactly like Except- it,
1: did, it did almost nothing <laughs> to change the formula <laughs> because they were there and they were like oh but like then the team that wins gets the bragging rights over it but like they've been doing that for years they've been doing this in like 2002 mm-hmm It's it's, when they uh, when they move Survivor Series from being like a stable versus stable thing to like a brand
0: versus brand brand versus brand. Yeah, it's it boggles the mind. It boggles the It literally boggles the mind. Oh, well. Commentary tonight is provided to us by Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler and Matt Stryker. Oh, 2010 Michael Cole. We'll get to you. Oh, Oh, we will get get to you. We'll get to all of you. All of them. So, this would be the second and final bragging rights pay-per-view WWE would put on, as it was quickly replaced by Vengeance the following year. (laughs) With yet another Buried Alive match pitting the Brothers of Destruction against each other, and John Cena a part of the Nexus and his career on the line, let's see how this one plays out. So, we will begin with a trailer to The Walking Dead. No, wait, sorry, a a vignette for the Buried Alive match (laughs) happening later tonight. I mean, you can't tell me that I didn't look like The Walking Dead.
2: I... Watching that trailer, I'm like, that is some high class B movie trailer. (laughs) I was like, I was, it was so like, I was expecting like your your visual effects on it, Sam, just
0: like, just the purest seventies gonzo. Oh, definitely like Texas Chainsaw uh, vibes, wasn't it? Oh yeah. But well, you no, see, it... The
1: thing is, they did that one horror movie with Kane in it and committed to the bit for so many years after the fact. Oh,
0: May 19th. Let's never Let's forget, forget May 19th. It. <laughs> it's
1: like, they had committed to that so much. And you, I think the weirdest thing about it is they kept doing this whole like, 13 years of history comes to an end, and I'm like, <laughs> are we still they... doing this?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, these guys yeah. have had so many grudge matches at this point like
1: and like the thing is as well as I was there and I, and I had the whole added thing of Kane was world heavyweight
3: champion yes <laughs> yeah. I yeah. forgot that it that was a thing <laughs> oh. and not
1: even because of a thing where I'm like oh Kane never Kane de- didn't deserve it or anything like that I, I just forgot <laughs> <laughs>
2: i think so. certainly the show but we'll get to that
0: <laughs> so i uh recognize the narrator's voice or the voiceover artist uh doing the stuff here turns out it might be the same guy who did the uh the lore entries uh for brutal legend oh my god <laughs> great game if you haven't did it, if you're a fan it's of heavy a, metal it's a, fa- it's a fantastic
1: game if you're like me and you like your battle.
0: Uh, and the the trailer ends with the distant scream of the video editor who was fired for copyright infringement for making it look too much like the walking dead yes Uh, Uh, (laughs) and so we get to to be fair he was three years
2: early i think
0: i forget a year actually i believe it's 2011 i think the first season aired Jesus Christ! It's been I know. Horrifying at this fact. At this point now, so so horrifying. And then we get the opening graphic with the voice with the typical WWE voiceover guy. WWE presents for the only time this year, Raw versus SmackDown. WWE bragging rights. Yeah, they really didn't want Survivor Series at this point. They? Yeah, I'm
2: like, I'm like the only one, huh? The only yeah. one. <laughs>
0: And then we get the pyro and the commentators going over the matches, and this made me realize at one point: it's like Matt Striker was really good in Lucha Underground, wasn't he? This is, so it's a it's a note I put down, but th- this is
1: this is Matt Striker before he learned how to be good. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And to be to, to be brutally honest, ever since Lucha Underground, he still hasn't got back to that
0: point. No. <laughs> I mean, because like I still remember it was a triple mania with him and Vampiro commentating. Uh, Matt just doing an okay job, but I think it all came crashing down when Vampiro is, "Where's the fucking music?" (laughs) Anyhow, let's get on to our first match. The pay per view opens with Vicky Guerrero screaming, "Excuse me!" at the top of her lungs. (laughs) Perfection. That section. Um, so backing the agenda. Yes,
2: yeah. my my note here is is very simple. Is is <laughs> Jerry Lawler is attempting to say that 2010 Vicky doesn't look incredible. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Like, like 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 I'm watching it with Bob Ziegler, and I'm like, I don't know what what the are you on this couple is goals in terms of looks <laughs> what is, it, are you he's on
1: there, he's there saying all this stu- all this stuff and i'm like my guy you are so wrong <laughs> you are it's
2: unbelievable
1: I'm, it's like i've never heard someone sound so confident and be so wrong at the same time yeah like,
2: like you have pure like i
1: He's like, I wouldn't be seeing for, nah, bun that. Nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, like he is, she is there with Ziggler, who, 2010 Ziggler, who looks incredible as well. Oh,
3: yes. Yeah.
2: And I'm just like, I feel like, like, this match, we'll get to it, but this match was like, I am, like, it's only been the first match and I'm taking crazy pills from this commentary.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: Oh my goodness. Straight
1: so, up, during during this match, the entire commentary desk is just
0: on crud. Oh gosh, and it, it sets such a tone for the rest of the evening for the three of them. So yeah, first match. Match one, Dolph Ziggler with Vicky Guerrero versus Daniel Bryan. Icy Champ versus United States Champ. I forgot about Dolph's original music saying I am perfection. Yeah, <laughs> It's cursed. It's cursed, it frankly. It is, because I'm so used to... I'm here to show the world. I was like, wait, 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 what? What? No. Yeah,
2: wait. I'm just like, what is this?
0: <laughs> uh, I got a note here right at the beginning uh, with Daniel coming out. Fucking hell, I hate heel Michael Cole. <laughs> Yo! Like I said, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing to know that even kind of like since coming back in SummerSlam, and it's only been a few months since how over Brian is with the crowd.
1: I think the funniest mm. thing for me is just, like, knowing that at this point, Daniel Bryan's been wrestling, what, 10 years? Mm. Yeah. But for some reason, seeing him in this, I look at him and go, oh, a child. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's really weird, isn't it? He's, so he's, got, he's got such a baby face,
3: literally.
2: Mm. Yeah. like I think, And I think what does it as well... Is that this is Daniel Bryan when he's over, but not
0: over. Over, over. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that is coming from, uh, from I guess, ROH fans, hardcore fans, and they're making their voices incredibly heard. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people, casual fans as well, are starting to kind of warm themselves up to Bryan as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Which yeah. is great, which is an amazing thing to see, because it's like guys like him, like legit grapplers and submission technicians, they don't usually get that, unless your name's Brett Hull. No. Yeah. Like,
2: and then meanwhile, <laughs> we have Michael Cole saying the just saying something that just made me just sink to the floor <laughs> about how Daniel Bryan is boring, and I just sank to the floor. <laughs> like, even as a heel commentator. Nah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Yeah, but
1: this is when
0: he or Michael Cole was at his absolute worst, which, again, we will get to. <laughs>
3: mm.
0: Oh, no, no, no. We hadn't got to the whole kind of like uh, the whole containment cube part of Michael Cole, which I think might have been the worst part. But
1: You know what? Should I just say it now?
0: Say it, please, oh. as we're here.
1: Because this is the point in Michael Cole's career in WWE, where basically he just buried anyone that wasn't The Miz for whatever reason.
0: Right. oh Yes. The. Beast. Like
1: literally, it was just, if um, unless if the Miz was on screen, then he just wanted nothing to do with anyone else.
3: Yes, and I even... don't know
1: if it was a thing because like they were like really trying to get the Miz as a star over. But like it was just the most boring thing ever, <laughs> yeah. because it was just Michael Cole just. To, with, again, I hate sounding rude and saying this, but literally just jacking off the Miz.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
4: yeah. I, I don't
0: mean, know even did history. in WWE in, in SmackDown versus Raw 2011. The commentary was like that. So yeah. Oh gosh, it was a it was a dark time. It was a very dark time. It, it, mm-hmm. The thing is, is it's just so egregiously in your face. I feel you know what it felt like uh, when I think back to heel Michael Cole. Again, it felt like kind of like Vince McMahon is speaking through Michael Cole. Oh no, it absolutely uh,
2: is. I mean, in terms, it's actually quite literal. Like he's literally (laughs) saying to Michael Cole to say this. So.
0: But uh, no, let's get into the match. Uh, An amazing opening segment with these two. Great tit for tat in the grappling and submission exchanges to kick it off. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially because, of course, um, Dolph is, you know, a collegiate wrestler at Kent State University, which they do bring up.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Great big knee off the apron. uh, Kind of going with Brian going over Vicky to get Dolph with it. (laughs) Good
2: spot it's good good shit I, I put on i got a note here daniel bryan struggling against ziggler is like seeing level one
3: yeah. <laughs> yes
2: yes now no, that's not been the takeaway from ziggler because mm. like, ziggler did a really good job and i like both did a really good job it's actually a very good opening match
1: yes oh yeah
2: which actually kind of gave me hope. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry for doing this to you, then. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Because I was, there, I'm like, well, you know, maybe this, isn't so bad. this is a good it's, match.
1: It is, a, this... is an unreasonably good opening match for yeah. Jesus to
2: come. Yeah, exactly. But seeing Daniel Bryan having to go the distance in the opening match against Dolph Ziggler is a sight to behold. Yeah.
1: It, it, as I said, one thing I did have a note on this for is that this match is so
0: odd in retrospect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But again, it's like, this would be the first time they, I think it's one of the very first times they met and you just kind of, they had kind of a very natural chemistry with one another. Uh, uh, don't, Ziggles can do it with anyone. Yeah, and I think having someone like Brian, I think it really lit a fire under him as well um oh man a big inverted body slam i had been noted here oh, that is oh, huge. Huge. oh
2: beautiful
0: absolutely love that also
1: uh, with the, the sequence with the arm drags yeah yeah like oh, it's gosh. simple stuff but
0: they got some nice deep arm drags in there really good stuff um i always love seeing a mr perfect snap neck breaker uh mm-hmm. and i love it when dolph did that uh Really aggressive fireman's carry uh, throw from Dolph at yeah. point. Like he grabbed Brian was like, I'm taking you over.
1: <laughs> well, like that. Well, that was like a straight up
0: collegiate style move. Yeah, and you can <laughs> tell like, that that wasn't more any. More of that. Brian wasn't selling that. That was like. ow, no, that no, really hard. That,
2: that was congratulations, Daniel. You're going to eat shit for a second.
0: <laughs> um. We have the of course we have the comeback segment from Brian, the back fit clothesline, yep. and a big Busaiku knee for the two. Yep. Kicks are plenty, followed by a ginormous missile drop kick, which he from Brian, which he almost missed because he had to put like yeah. a lot more effort to yeah. jump. But he got it. He got he it. He goes
1: like he goes like three quarters of the distance of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: does a Shelton Benjamin. Basic, yeah, right. he basically does he basically does an entire coast to coast <laughs> to <laughs> bake it. Uh we get a super kick from Dolph only for the two. Uh I got a pot I've got a quote here from the king. Vicky's about to bring out her flying monkeys. Oh. Oh. There was a we comment got- before that where where um
1: I think it's Michael Cole says that Vicky Guerrero is too old for Dolph Ziggler which confirms that Michael Cole does not believe in baby boy shit
2: <laughs> even though I'm like thinking like I'm like saying like that I'm thinking about Ziggler I'm like she is like like Ziggler at this point is around like 30 or in like in his 30s and Vicky at the most is in her 40s yeah at the most
0: what the are you talking about <laughs> Oh, it's oh, this this commentary, man. I was I've, I mean, I think I got to one point when Max Striker was egging King on as well at one point. Oh yeah, he really was, and I was like, oh, Matt, don't 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 drag yourself down with King and his outdated commentary. <laughs> but hey ho, we 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 had to go through it from this match. Um great little sequence where both of them are on the top rope. And what a oh, counter. Yeah. Um, as from Ziggler as he goes as Brian goes for the back suplex, he goes into the crossbody for the two. Brian rolls out and gives and rolls over for another two. Um and then we get the car crash uh crossbody when both of them yeah. What a FUD! That, made oh, that when they both absolutely nasty they just hoy themselves
1: at each <laughs> other.
0: Like, oh my god, I'm glad the mic well, I, it didn't take much effort for the bike to pick that up, because holy no. heck
2: yeah, that just, just just that stung. That stung like
0: hell. <laughs> and a nice ah oh, again. It's just how smooth these two are. A, a really great pinning sequence ending with the famouser from Dolph. Uh, and Brian fortunately gets his foot on the rope for a two. Yeah, that was actually oh, yeah. that was, such, that, was so that
1: was actually a really good near fall. Mm. Like they, they play it really well. Which again, I have to make a point of this is the opening match. Yeah, exactly.
2: I'm like watching it, I'm like I'm like, oh my god, this is and,
1: and like the point the point I'm saying about this being the opening match is not that obviously opening matches can't be good. You need a good hot opening match to like get everyone excited for stuff. Yeah. But that like WWE's philosophy slowly became the opening match is the least important one.
3: Mm-hmm. And like
1: has only slightly since recovered the fact of oh wait, people need to be excited at the start.
0: <laughs> yeah. So strange. It is. So, strange. so strange. Um the ending of this sees uh uh Dolph trash talking Brian, but it costs him dearly as he grabs as Brian grabs his arm, puts him in the lapel lock, and the submission win. Solid opener. Oh, oh, really? So,
2: oh, for um, I, I I have slight issues with the with the finish, but only slight in that I just I I don't know. It's just a bit. I think it's like the position Brian grabs him in. It just yeah. feels a bit weird. But it's nothing like it's nothing like hurting. Nothing game breaking or anything like that.
0: Mm. Uh, I could definitely tell at this time that Brian was more over than the company would have liked him to be oh
4: yes
0: (laughs) which would be a common occurrence for daniel uh, of career there (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing and uh yeah they work tremendously well together and they would have countless matches uh with one another and both of them brought out the best in one another i would say during their time working together um so yeah what are your ratings for this match guys Give
2: this a solid three and a three and a, and a half stars. Like, but a really solid one.
1: Mm. Yeah, for me it also gets a three and a half stars. <laughs> it gets three and a half stars
2: for me. So. Hey, we agree on something. We agree. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I, I could have gone for four. I I don't know. I think there's just a little something miss- missing to give yeah, it the no, and it might it just be, be the fact that it's the opener. I don't know.
1: The mm. the biggest thing for me is that obviously some of the bits of the kind of the booking of the match feel weird. Yes, mm. it it almost feels like it's trying to do too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like also, it's a WWE. It's an opener in WWE that goes 17 minutes and almost plays like a co-main event
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm
1: i'm surprised like, was, there, there, uh... there's, there's, there's there's lots of really good stuff in here and it's interesting looking at these guys at that, at that again that slightly earlier point mm. than maybe where they are now but th- this is this has got
0: some good stuff in it absolutely absolutely we cut to backstage in a segment involving team raw that's the team of Miz, sheamus cm punk uh, and uh, Santino Marella, uh, as well as well, Half uh, Truth was there at one point as well uh, during this segment. But um, this was a segment, um, if you ask me. Look, uh, no, the
1: only thing I've got to say about this segment is, as I've gone older, the more I've come to appreciate early Sheamus. Yes. I yeah. don't know why, but he j- it just—it feels like I've like realized, like, oh, actually, he was good, and I was just wrong.
0: Mm. Agreed Uh, You can definitely tell I don't know if it might be just me Or it might just be the direction they were taking In his creative Punk seems very jaded This is way This is like We're going like several months before Of course he would sit cross-legged uh, at the top of the uh, yeah, we're, we're still
1: Raw. we're still well before them. But obviously, he's just gone through the
0: whole Straight Edge Society thing. Oh gosh, yeah, and being drafted to Raw and a swap with Edge as well, which he did not want happening. Uh, yeah, he's, yes. So that's 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 a whole thing.
2: <laughs> it is a whole thing.
0: And then Santino being Santino.
1: Yeah, Santino Morello, who I assume Vince McMahon was just like found him to be the funniest person of all time.
2: Yeah it really is kind of bizarre <laughs> and you know i, I will say this for spoilers there is not a team smackdown section in the paper no, there is not
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is bizarre
1: as fuck. we all know why it's because raw is vince's baby child yes <laughs> yeah but you think and you- also vince probably wanted r-truth and santino to have a segment together because he probably thought it was the funniest thing
2: ever yes probably maybe we dodged a bullet there but I was kind of like I, the entire thing I was waiting for the segment with Team Smackdown doing their strategy showing their personalities or just even establishing the the hatred between Rey and, and Alberto still carries over in the team nope nope
0: <laughs> not one bit we've got so- I hate you for <laughs> we've <laughs> got more We've got more pressing matters at had for the backstage segments in our breaks Reardon that's <laughs> so we get to our second match cody rhodes and drew mcintyre versus the nexus for the wwe tag championships did you remember cody and drew being tag champions
2: no. <laughs> one i don't remember that at all two i have one note for this everyone looks cursed <laughs> everyone i don't
1: Young care what anyone says drew mcintyre just feels so wrong now yes, yes. And the even weirder thing is his voice sounds so much different to me. It mm. does. He sounds like weirdly
2: quiet. The thing that makes it weirder for me is that, like, I know that like the dude is huge. He's like he's like Undertaker size. Mm. He looks so goddamn tiny in this yes, ring. I know. <laughs> so I tiny. don't understand.
0: Compared to now. I don't care about it, anyone's sis as well. It, I liked I liked dashing Cody Rhodes. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's was because was it. of the theme I'm, song as well. well. Like me, like, me, like
1: maybe I'm looking back on this, but I I was, there, was like I thought that was a good gimmick. I thought
0: it was. Yeah. I, thought I don't it know. Was. I, li- I, I, again, it was I like again. I like the good. I like the theme song as well. Yeah, maybe it was because I, I played SmackDown versus Raw 2011 and that always <laughs> played. Um, and then hearing "I Dream Broken Dreams" as well like, Oh, mate.
1: I don't care that if there's one thing this pay per view does have, it's it's good
0: themes. <laughs> We're talking about it though. With Drew here, this this un- this first incarnation of Drew and how they kind of geared him to be the chosen one. How the hell did they drop the ball on him first time round? Really I think did, the really. thing was
1: is that they just didn't know what they wanted him to be. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. because basically they brought him in and went, he's the chosen one and he's Scottish. <laughs> And that's kind of all they had
0: <laughs> and they thought i tell you what let's put him in a band and let him be the scottish one with long hair
1: so it, so like they were just it, it just felt like they were there they're like he is the chosen one and then just never did anything to act upon that fact because mm. <clears throat> could you imagine like if they did a storyline where vince was just fixing stuff so that drew would win yes that would have been great i would have loved to have seen like, that like that sounds good and gets him a gets him a bunch of heat because they're just like, you know, Vince just comes down to the ring and is just like, hey, he's got to win this match so he gets the number one contenders or whatever, just something like that. If you like, if you're going to do the whole thing with, like he's Vince's chosen one, then at least make it have actual stakes. Mm. Like, just make it actually the influence one. the story in some way. Bear in mind, this is the man that owns the company. <laughs> he has
0: all the power. <laughs> And yet, he doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> like that—that's the thing. <laughs> so we get a little preamble before uh, before this match, saying uh, with Cody and Drew saying that no team wants to face them, and uh, and they're pretty much wanting to have the night off until they're cut off. Oh God, by the anonymous Raw General Manager. There it Fuck! Is. I thought we were some of the last of the anonymous Raw GM. No. <laughs> But this time, this time I actually
1: had to sit there and listen to it with my own ears, and I felt like fourteen years of tra- trauma <laughs> just like rush back through my head in an instant.
0: <laughs> so the anonymous roger yeah says there are a couple of challenges that are, that are ready for Cody and Drew, and out walks Wade Barrett, and introduces Nexus members David Otunga and John Cena. Uh, we got David O'Connell cat first, and then seeing was like, "Ah, screw you guys! I'm just storming the ring and ignoring you." Yeah. <laughs> do my little, like, right. you know, hot so, dog like, and a grandstanding. Can
1: I just say one thing about this match? Sure. Go. Three out of the four people in this match look like they do not want to be there. I will let you guess who.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, as we go through this, I'm pretty. Su- I'm pretty sure you'll find out who. Uh so <laughs> before even the match starts, we get Otunga saying he's got this, he's wanting to go first, you know, I'll got this, John. No no no, it's alright, jo- John, I've got this, I've got this. And we get Cody and Drew just mauling Otunga and keeping him in their corner with quick tags and grapples to start off. Um so we get a smooth double suplex as well from Drew and Cody. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was nice little, nice little double team psychology there. I um, tug bells out of a grapple from Cody and just chops Cena for the tag. And John yeah. Cena, a little pissed, starts the offense on Cody. We get a fisherman suplex followed by his uh his delayed vertical suplex. Calling it a fisherman's suplex, though, is like being generous. Yes, because he grabs the leg and then just lets go of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he grabs
0: the leg to start and it just doesn't hold on. <laughs> and we got a little bit with Otunga getting a bit mad at Cena and moaning at him. Uh, that, of course, means that Cody and Drew can take advantage of that situation. And then, of course, we hear a very, very loud uh, dueling, let's go Cena, Cena sucks chant. Oh, that was a uh, loud one. Yeah. I I mean, maybe because we were just conditioned to it at this time, but I don't... I can't, you know, I rarely remember a time when it was as loud as that was. Because I feel like it got to a point where everyone then was just chanting, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks. I
2: think it was like... Yeah, I think it became like... That one had some mustard on it. And, And it's weird because that's normally... Would only happen on like very special occasions, very special matches, yeah. not just regularly.
0: <laughs> A nice little magistral chin lock from Cody at one point to yep. Cena, uh, but Cena eventually powers out, and we get the five moves of doom to both Cody the... and Drew. Fmod, <laughs> stf for Cody. He taps out for the win, and Otunga. And John Cena, the Nexus, are new tag team champions. I can't believe that Otunga did the fucking Shawn Michaels spot. As well. <laughs> he dropped to his knees and was like, Oh my God, I won! I won! This was me! I did this all! He did this all! I am the man! I won this! I won this! AA to Otunga! <laughs> tag the match! And Cena's saying, I am the tag team champion. <laughs> <laughs> So nothing overly great about this match. Just it, yeah. honestly, it was an atypical Raw tag team match. Yeah. Good work from Cody and Drew though. They worked well as a tag together, uh, and they Cody always... and Drew must have just felt like absolute crap off Yeah, me. they must have felt like absolute. <laughs> so you can tell the three that were very pissed off are Cody, Drew, and Cena. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they really did not want to be here, did they? for uh, this one um i can't really say more than what w- we got for this match i mean is there anything that you guys want to add about this absolutely. literally it i had one note
1: literally just like i mean a what an absolutely dire time the tag titles were in oh yeah, yeah. big up the pen the penny belts <laughs> And just basically, God, this is just such a waste of time
0: and people. It mm. really is. We had the heart dynasty, guys. We could have had those guys. Could have. But yeah, here we are. Um, ratings for this match. I imagine this one isn't going to be very high, is it? <laughs> it's
2: a two and a half, to be honest. <laughs> You
1: are a much more generous man than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! This gets three quarters of a star. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh.
1: And, it, and half and fifty percent of that comes
0: from literally just having broken dreams. <laughs> I'm giving oh. it a two purely because of Cody and Drew mm. uh, trying to put on a service serviceable match. That's for that's for sure. Like um, they're. they're... Uh, obviously, credit
1: to the people who are in here for trying to get something out of this, but it's just—it's just a waste.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say like the the big the big big issue is Super Cena taking out both on his own.
0: Yeah, just uh, yes, yeah, uh, just uh. it was a time in wrestling, but that's for darn sure. Uh, we get to an ad break. Oh, oh. God, it's a trailer for Knucklehead, starring the Big Show. See, oh my I, God.
2: my dears, was not aware of Knucklehead. And then ah. I skipped so, so I could continue <laughs> being unaware of Knucklehead.
0: <laughs> oh, this. Oh, my God. I, it, it faded from my memory, but then I saw it as, oh, they really did the dirty on Paul White, didn't they? They, they really did. Ab- they absolutely shaked him. <laughs> and this is way before the big show show. Oh, like I love how Michael Cole, Matt Stryker, and King were trying to sell this movie to they people. Right. Um, In select movie theaters as well. I was like are you kidding me? That went to movie theaters? Oh yeah. Who saw that? I have no idea WWE. Fans. I'm pretty sure that the room during its first opening in 2003 probably had more people through the gate than knucklehead did i'm sure the chaperone had more flipping ticket buys than oh knucklehead. Right, let's not
1: get crazy now <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay okay i'm comparing wwe films you know that's not that's not fair uh not fair at all okay we get finally we get to our third match Ted DiBiase with Maurice versus Goldust with Exanna. Who
1: wants a fun bit of information about this match? Oh
2: please! <laughs>
1: oh, it was basically made just to fill a space on the pay per
3: view. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, was it?
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, the 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 well, if you want to call it a storyline, coming into this one was that uh, Ted DiBiase had been being sent flirtatious messages on the Titan Tron. And it turns out that it's gold dust that's sending them, but it, but it's actually the revelation being he doesn't want Ted, he wants the million dollar championship, and so we've got we've got like a, like this little kind of like what you would sp- expect to have quite a lot of build up, two week build up for this, <laughs> Let me get this blow off match, which
1: which by the way also manages to fit in
0: uh, a wedding storyline. <laughs> yeah, yes, let's not forget the wedding storyline. Yeah, well, uh, well. uh, and uh, oh man, Ted's theme. Ted's theme. I come from money. <laughs> is it? Is it, so? Twenty tens though.
2: Yeah, that is literally what I had. My first note. Yeah. Twenty ten, baby.
0: I, I love how I put I put the note. I don't. <laughs> I do realize I put this note on here. I put I come from money, and the next line is Ted over here fucking on me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, that ref tried to fuck on me. I'm just oh am
0: God. Ugh. I I can you believe that Gold Dust's main storyline here was being exana's pro on NXT. Which again is a choice. <sighs> we'll see how that turned out for them. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that we're gonna do an episode on wedding angles in the near future and think about that. Oh god. Possibly. We'll think about it. Anyway, so that starts with Ted coming in hot, but Goldust getting in the upper hand with his signature palm strike and butt strike, may I say. Or hip strike, I should say, as the yeah. commentators would put it. Nice drop kick from Ted for the two. I will give Ted DiBiase credit. He does have a nice drop kick. He's got good
3: Again, fun-
1: a, 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 a note I put down. Ted has good fundamentals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd hope as the son of the million dollar man, wouldn't you? <laughs> And we get a rest hole two minutes into the match. I know.
1: Again, another note I had down of all the matches to need a rest hole.
0: yes <laughs> What it? You can tell he was learning under Randy Orton. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, the the legacy shining through there. Um, uh, <laughs> commentators have no interest in this match and would rather talk about Ixana being deported. Yes. 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 So, is... so
1: so here's the thing, right? We just straight up have Michael Cole just go, she's an illegal immigrant.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: if
1: that's the just, case,
0: why is she on national television? <laughs> it's just there, she goes, Her
1: papers didn't come through and she's an illegal immigrant. And I'm just like, Michael Cole just said that live with chest on a pay-per-view. It's
2: one of the most Where, where is ICE? Thing. Yeah, do
1: they well, exist yet at this point in time?
2: They do exist at this time, I can tell you this um it is one of the most uncomfortable things i've had oh, to deal
0: with
2: like up and down
0: oh i suppose like no i'm i'm moving on quickly from this one because it was like oh my god all right I, there was one point i literally muted during this match because i was having enough of them just not talking about the back to would rather talk you know make digs at xana Uh, So I literally the 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 commentary
1: on this the commentary on this match is just Axana's a legal immigrant. Look how hot she is. How look look how hot Maurice is. Isn't Goldust weird, guys? I think Goldust is pretty weird,
0: guys. He's been in your company (laughs) in and out (laughs) since 1996. I'm like, yeah, I think we know by now. (laughs) I hope they did know that they know by now. (laughs) It (laughs) is.
2: Oh, man. And I will say, and just... Oh, man, the fight between the two women on the outside, which came out of nowhere, I Oh, no, say.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, no reason at all that that happened. Like, no, but we need a reason for Jerry Law, this green cat fight. Oh, that's that's true. That is true. I mean, before mm-hmm. that, we did get, like, the nice build-up, the head of steam gold dust segment with the, the backdrop, the, ato- the inverted atomic drop, the bulldog, yeah. and then we get the course... Like, I don't know this side of, oh gosh, maybe like two guys that have a really nice snap power slam Goldust and Randy Orton.
1: Yeah. Oh, I no, always I like Goldust's Gold, power slam. Goldust is, his, 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 him, Dustin Rhodes' version is goated. I don't even care. <laughs> it's one of
0: the nicest looking snap power slams.
2: Yeah. It's just so good.
0: Um,. Goldust at one point eat poop, ate poop with the mist cross body. You look like you landed hard onto the canvas oh, yeah. with that one. But no, we get a million dollar dream thwarted uh, and a spine buster for the two. Nice both, spine buster. Both crash into one another and look like they've knocked each other out. And this is where we get the uh, the Maurice attacking Xander for no reason. We've got Goldust going to our aid, and Ted hits the DDT for the win. I don't even know what this finish is. My guy did sort of like a drop snap DDT. <laughs> All right, this is where we I bring the uh, the uh, oh gosh, here's where I bring the um, the volume up. Uh, we get a cat fight at the end, of course. And Matt Stryker doing an Eastern European accent. Why? Why? <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> because. Uh... We weren't hating ourselves enough during watching this.
0: Yes, yes. We get Ixana being flirtatious with Ted with the million dollar championship, which, psych, gets a final gold dust with the final cut to end and send us off on this match.
2: It's such a weird turn that I'm kind of like, is gold dust healed now? I'm so confused.
1: I don't know. Is gold Dust party to the crime of allowing an illegal immigrant to stay in the US
0: without accurate papers? And remember, the whole thing is, they're doing it just so she could get a green card. Which again, ah. has been spoken about on national TV and yes. thus would disqualify her from accessing one. Ah, man, You could definitely tell that this was haphazardly put together at the last moment for this pay-per-view, couldn't you? You
1: reckon that uh, some that, uh, the person that created the show, Ninety Day Fiance, watched this uh, watched this pay per view? Hey, um, it gives
0: me an idea for a lifetime. It's shows. just there, like, now hold on there a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. Oh, one thing I will say though is that I feel like Dustin drinks from the fountain of youth, though.
3: Oh yeah. Because I feel oh, like yeah. he's
0: not lost a step in ten years. Like you go- look back to this one and then you go back to uh, Double or Nothing, the match you have with Cody, and it's like. Does that man not even age? Because goddamn, he still goes like that, even at this time. So, uh, yeah, I can't say much about this. What are your final ratings for this one, chaps?
2: One star. One and a half because of that, because of Gold Dust. Half a star is Gold Dust because I love Gold Dust. That's it. That's it. It's a nothing (laughs) burger.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a non-pizza with left beef. (laughs) <laughs> for anyone that understands that incredibly niche cultural reference, <laughs> uh, it gets it gets one star because it
0: is a match with good fundamentals. Yeah, one and a half, and that's for gold dust. <laughs> that half a star, yeah, and not for the commentary.
1: Oh, if the if I let the commentary influence my ratings, list, like every match would be getting like a one. Yeah. <laughs> Or
0: worse oh gosh yeah i yeah oh match four let's quickly move on uh Layla with michelle mccall versus natalia for the wwe divas championship
1: okay to start this <clears throat> one off let me just say never in all my remaining years of existence do i ever want to hear anyone get referred to as my little english muffin
3: Yes. Oh, yeah, yes
1: no. If I oh, ever hear anyone get called that again, I may actually commit violence. <laughs>
0: oh, no, agreed. Agreed. I was like, "Oh gosh, did they just say my little English?" Mo- oh, oh. I was like, no. "No, I want nothing to do with this." <laughs> so we're right in the midst of lay call here. Uh, doing yep. the whole shtick as uh, formerly they were co-women's champion because that of course that was the storyline where they snapped it in half and both carried one half. But now here they are as co-divas champion, and of course both of them doing the old your hometown sucks promo. But yeah, yes. credit where credit's due. They were they were quite good as heels at this time. Um Yeah. Uh, but Matt, Matt, I mean, but what we'll say is Matt Striker here with a great comment. That was shockmaster bad.
3: Yes, yeah. that's
1: about the most self-awareness I think WWE ever
0: had at that point. Yeah, I have a note here. Man doesn't Natalia deserve more during this time? Yeah, my, I mean, the my, women my, deserved more during this time.
2: My note is just in the long line of history. It's just Natalia has had to deal with so much shit. Yeah. No, I I honestly feel like there isn't I honestly don't I'm sorry I have to put this out there. No, I ahead. don't know another female wrestler in that company that has had to just deal with so much shit and has stayed in that company than Natalia. I don't I I if there's someone else, please remind me.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I massively agree. And this is way before the whole Great Carly thing and the whole, ha ha ha, she suffers from flatulence. Yeah,
1: I mean, I try and forget that every single moment of my life. but <laughs> it, it's, so, it's so interesting seeing this match because, A, my God, there are some huge bumps to start this off. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Um... And the thing is, right, I look at some of the people they had at this time and to be honest, you could make a case for, like, actually... Having wanted to kind of properly start the, I'm going to, I'm still using the term revolution at this point, mm. because like there is actually some good stuff to start this off, yeah, and then it just gets worse.
0: <laughs> so yeah, really hard bumps on the outside. Uh, one moment uh, later, does a basement drop kick, and N- Natty hits her head hard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um. And we get uh, a nice little uh, before that. We get a nice uh, squatted uh, British bulldog vertical suplex from Natalia mm-hmm. Nice little, nice little uh, reference there to the British wink, bulldog. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Her, uh, na- her last name's Neidhart, by the way. <laughs> a really unique surfboard come rings of Saturn yeah. submission from Layla at one point. Um, uh, great little um, uh, little moment with a, with another drop kick to the back. Of, of uh, she does, Layla does uh, does have some good drop kicks uh, during this yeah. match, uh, but then it all comes crashing down with a leg scissors with a little shake, and that gets the crowd all rolled up. Oh, <laughs> oh look at it! It looks like oh, you know, <laughs> it gets all the dads happy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, which was seemed to be what these matches were all about during this time, which is so kind of outdated, even yeah. in 2010. Um, it's outdated for like 2,000 (laughs) Yeah, Natty powers out of that though with a big scoop slam nice little butterfly suplex from Natalia Um, and here's where we get the whole heel grabbing the belt and walking off but fortunately for the baby face and this time Natty does the smart thing runs and brings her back to the ring rather than waiting in the ring and and being counted out Um, uh, Michelle at the end though kicks uh, Natalia's head off her shoulders and we get a win. Layla retains the title. <sighs> so, yeah, my note here is the women absolutely deserved more at this point, And I'm glad that they yes. eventually did. Yes. Natalia was great. And Layla actually did a really stand-up job as well during this match. Oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that Layla was actually not a bad wrestler at all. Even though no, she was a deep no, Search no, no, winner. no, 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 no.
4: Yeah, it's just...
0: But no, I can't... Again, it's like, this match lasted... If my memory serves me... Not even five minutes. It was c- close to five minutes. Um, and you had to try and cram a big amount of... work. Well, a- the average-sized match in that amount of time. And I think it, it kind of suffers for that. Because as you said, it started off quite well. And then it kind of just kind of petered down... And petered it off a little bit right at the like end. It gets worse as it
1: goes on.
0: Um, but for how good it was... I did give it. A, I did give it a little bit of leeway in my rating. But as we get, but as but for that, and on that note, let's go on to the ratings for this one.
2: It's a one and a half for me. Mm. A, a one, Natalia does not make a good match <laughs> that I can deal with. I just, I just,
0: I can't.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, it gets it gets one star from me. <clears throat> mm. I'm giving um, this...
0: oh on. sorry Dan. Yeah,
1: it has it has a really good hot start and there's some really good stuff in here, but there's a bunch of stuff just like going everywhere from them using fat jokes in the opening promo to the WWE Network getting <laughs> the subtitles for their catchphrase wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and that's... then just like. I don't even know if it's a scuffed finish. It's just not good. It was very abrupt.
0: Very it's abrupt. It's like, oh, okay. For this one, and purely maybe because it's maybe a little bit of slight bias from me, I'm giving this one two, actually, because I think, yeah. given what they had at this time, both of them actually did put on as good a match as you could possibly have. It's just a shame that it did peter out it's so much.
1: It's just a shame
0: the that end. they literally only got like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> including, yeah. including the entrances when you think about it as well yeah
1: including entrances and a promo to start things off
0: uh, so yeah I'll be a little bit generous and I'm going to give it a 2 in that regard mm-hmm. so we cut to the next segment on what in the blue hell is Josh Matthews doing in the, in the actual grave <laughs> why is he cutting the promo about the Buried Alive match Why is he doing in the hole? It's a fucking rib from Vince I swear to god it had to be a rib from Vince
2: God who knows Who knows man
0: <laughs> Such weird And then we get of course the uh, another promo A Walking Dead style promo for the match And now uh, we get our match One of the headline matches Kane with Paul Bearer Versus The Undertaker In a buried alive match For the World Heavyweight Championship Hey, it's Tony Chimmel on the mic. God, I miss him. Yay. I miss Tony Chimmel. I what really, really do. One of the best announcers that they've ever had. One of the most underrated, if you ask me.
3: No, Fun fact about
0: Tony Chimmel, I uh, I uh, only realised or saw a couple of uh, months ago. Tony Chimmel did a uh, voice work for the Sega Genesis WWF Raw game. He did the grunts and groans.
4: <laughs> Neat.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I needed that information, but I have it now, so...
0: <laughs> and so we get the entrances, Undertaker coming out first with the pomp and circumstance that only Undertaker has with his entrance. We get Kane coming out with Paul Bearer with the urn, and Undertaker wastes his little time as he attacks Kane on the ramp, and they're going at breakneck speed. Uh, the match is starting, and they're brawling on the ramp. Uh yeah we're we're off we're off to the races guys
1: <laughs> Man the canine theme from this time was just not it No oh, it's so not it
0: it's... it's so boring Especially coming off a slow chemical and it's like wow this That's is what not I mean, doing it man
2: yeah, It's
0: like what
2: happened
0: This ain't it chief not by a long shot what Look the... how they massacred my boy. <laughs> yeah,
2: literally I've listened to it and I'm like, oh, I have to listen to this version. But...
0: At least it isn't the one with the distant scream when he came back I know. with the mask. That's a, I mean it's better slightly. <laughs> slightly, slightly. At least is it, at least, you know, what would be better with Kane? Yeah, let's put him in a welder's mask. Uh <laughs> I like the Welders Mask. <laughs> I won't lie. It's the other mask that I
2: have issues with. uh, uh,
0: What is what I once saw described as the red scrotum mask? (laughs) Yeah,
2: I have more of a problem with that mask than I do. You know what I mean?
0: So, okay, we get the usual brawling outside thing. Irish rips into, into the steel steps. Uh, take it with a corner clothesline to Kane as they come back into the ring, but they both spill back out outside as the front, f- the the patented throat thrust from Kane spills okay. both of them into the crowd. Well, can
1: I mention my favourite thing on commentary from this match? Go on, Go which is at the start. They're there and they're like. Could this be the last we see of the Undertaker? Could he? Could this be his, uh, like, his retirement? And I'm like, oh, you sweet summer children.
3: You've got yeah. 10 more years yeah. to go. Yeah, really... you've
1: got years yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no. My, my, when I was watching, I'm just like, world champion, everybody.
0: <laughs> and he's, as, and as usual for the usually Undertaker versus Kane booking during these matches, it's always Taker. Really beating the crap out of his younger brother, yeah, <laughs> like he whips him like a government mule. I don't considered that. Yeah, it's just literally that is literally every Taker Kane match in history in the WWE. is just, Taker, just Taker hey, whipping just Kane, beats the hell out of <laughs> Kane. Yeah uh so they spill it out into the crowd freaking hell kevin Dunn! please stop it with the crash zooming every time one guy gets hit with a with like when they have their head butted into a st- step yeah, or a um, table
2: you know what i found the camera work to be at least legible
0: oh it so is as bad didn't... as it would get to be yeah
1: so yeah.
2: i actually didn't we're, mind we're, we're it, not we're
0: not, not
1: at, we're not at the critical point yet
0: of you can see
2: it's like it's like you can
0: see the symptoms Oh yeah, up. oh yeah! It will only get worse from that point on. Uh, we get a bit more walking and braw- brawling for the crowd as both men get to the technical area of the arena, where the guys that would sort out the lighting rigs and would do sort out the camera jigs and stuff <laughs> would be. I just want to take note of the woman with the MacBook and hard drive looking so bewildered and being like, "Get away from my fucking stuff!" Get away from my stuff!
2: I mean, that's a 2010 MacBook Pro. I understand.
0: Yes, <laughs> and one of those Lassie drives. Uh, those things. Those oh, tough yeah. drives. No, right? no, 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 no are you Expensive as shit. shit.
2: Expensive as hell. I completely, I completely, I get it.
0: <laughs> as they both go to the rig, I love that just before they get to the the guardrail. Taker does a punch to Kane and you can see an old lady next to them get the life scared out of her as Taker goes to punch Kane. <laughs> like she flinches, like, oh my
2: god. <laughs> I prefer seeing the um the father and son, where the yes. father moves his kids closer to see a man get brutally beaten up. <laughs> Nice, wholesome is, family which, fun, everybody. Yeah, no, but we just do the most wholesome look on his face. Taking, I'm
1: taking my kids to see these two brothers beat the hell out of each other. This
0: yeah. is how you sort out That's awesome. sibling squabbles, guys. Yes, you beat the crap out of each other.
1: To be fair, anyone that, ha- anyone that has brothers, younger or older, will recognise this experience. Yes.
0: yes. Yes, yes. We see Taker, though, as we get back to the ring, doing the Terry Funk, give me a chair spot. Which I appreciated <laughs> and popped for. Uh, at least it didn't end up with the whole crowd throwing the chairs into the ring. Thank God. Um, of course, Taker does the patented apron leg drop. Cage scurries out of the ring to avoid a chair shot and goes back into the crowd to do more walking or brawling. Spotted a Nitro shirt in the crowd, nice, nice, yeah. nice to see a Nitro shirt in the crowd. <laughs> but also the where's Levy going up the stairs? during this point the concessions guy that was giving out yeah. snacks gets caught in the crossfire was oh shit oh shit what do I do what do I do <laughs> oh man uh, at this point where they get into the ring Kane's there and he's the one that finally gets the upper hand by throwing a chair shot at Taker and this is the point where I realise holy wait a minute is Kane wearing fake tan possibly because I remember Kane being a lot more paler Back when he was, un- especially when he was unmasked,
2: maybe it is quite possible. I will say, speaking of like stuff like that, th- this match has a slight like highlight for me,
0: <laughs> and that is seeing Paul Bearer again. Yes, yes. After he was, uh, with- after he was buried in concrete by Ayad. Yes. Oh shit! So
2: How Paul Bearer. It's a it's a funny thing, thanks to like his look and his like his costume, because it's like it's great because Paul Bearer looks like he has not aged a second. Yes. It is. Incredible. Oh yeah, no, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> uh, like, it's almost slightly disconcerting. Like, yes, yo, yes, this guy might actually be like some kind of weird. Figure out what Paul Bearer's deal was.
0: Paul Bearer he... was the uh was the father to Cain, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, no,
2: that that I all get, but like supernatural wise, like oh, well, he like, had like the like Cain, yeah, like Cain, Cain's a demon.
0: He is the gatekeeper the... of the urn. I would imagine that he was. Yeah, mm. had to be sure. <laughs>
1: He, he's the guy that has the urn, which in indeterminate ways controls the Undertaker, but then also just doesn't. <laughs>
0: Reminder, we're still talking about wrestling here. Yes. For yes, 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 anyone yes. listening is
1: confused.
0: <laughs> we are talking about uh, a person who was burned alive and a evil <laughs> undead mortician. Uh, <laughs> I need to set myself on, on Fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the part where they finally are getting to the grave, Kane is carrying Taker up the ramp, but Taker eventually does fight back, and we get the yay-boo punches, with Taker getting yeah. the advantage both men are leaning against two expensive looking projectors, may I add, but they finally get to the, uh, climb up the uh, the hill, up to the they grave they do the whole, like
1: yay-boo, and it's genuinely, it feels like the first time this crowd has invested in this yes. match
2: uh, yeah, yeah, but. Throughout this entire thing, the crowd is dead.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, it's it's a thing to say about this match, which is that we've made this match sound a lot more exciting than it is. This match is slow. This match, (laughs) like
0: for a match that is sixteen minutes, God, does it freaking drag!
1: Like there are there is a whole bunch of rest periods. This match is straight up plodding.
0: oh at least we finally are at the grave so taker goes for the chokeslam but kane has the upper hand with the packet sand (laughs) he goes for the (laughs) package pocket sand you see
1: kane struggle to get up the mound of dirt (laughs) it's so bad but he's trying to get up and trying to sell that he's like still scared of the
0: undertaker he's just slipping over all the time i love the moment where kane's trying to drag taker by the ankles and yeah. uh, it's like he's trying to drag bits oh god it's the friction from the grass but then Taker's like screw you and goes for the hell's gate yeah. <laughs> Taker's in the grave after being choked out Taker has this match won, he sets his sights on Paul Bearer, puts his head in the dirt mound rather than throwing him in the grave as well which I thought was cool, that was definitely a rib on Paul Bearer it's yeah. like you know what because we're, we're best friends I'm just I know you said you didn't want any dirt on you i will put your head in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> he goes to throw Paul Bearer eventually but then the Nexus interfere and attack taker and this was the moment where I went what the fuck is going on yeah yeah literally for what purpose may I add as well I remember this part and you know what it is never explained why the Nexus interfered in this match <laughs> <laughs> It is never explained on Raw, the next day, why they did it. It's the
1: most random Maybe they thing. wanted
0: to set themselves on fire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was just like, why? Why are they interfering with
0: this match?
1: I, I was literally, while I was watching this, I was trying to rack my brain. And I was like, why did they interfere in this match? I was like, I don't know.
0: Because they had the N in the Nexus on the branding for the show, because, you know, he had yeah. to find a way of being this establishing force, <laughs> this invading force trying to shake it's, and shock the it's system. Kane spelled
1: K A Nexus N E.
0: It's all connected. Great spot from Heath Slater because he goes flying off of the flipping hill. Of course, because the numbers game eventually gets to Taker as they maul him and throw him in the grave, all whilst, may I add, they're attacking Taker, all whilst Kane's in the background going, oh, fuck, I could get out.
2: <laughs> he's literally like, he's there attacking him and then Kane's just like, eh,
0: eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> No, he literally is, eh. Uh, okay, Dex Taker with the urn. Taker goes flying into the grave. And then we get Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett starting to use the shovels to like begin to yeah. bury Taker. And, like, do you guys not see the Digger behind you? Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah.
0: But yeah, I,
1: really, Okay, this is going to get me onto a big point in this match. And this falls under the category of what's the dumbest thing that's ever ruined your immersion in a piece of media? Uh, oh, okay. This moment. Because, right? I'm going to say this, okay? Before the match, they (laughs) specify that the person in the match needs to shovel the dirt onto the person in the grave. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're correct, yes.
1: Yes. So, A, they're doing that, which shouldn't technically count, right? We know there's no DQ in a Buried Alive match, just go run along with this, okay? But... He uses the the bulldozer, the low dumper, whatever you want to call it, right, mm. to drop like a massive a massive bunch of earth onto the grave. Okay, mm. <laughs> that does not satisfy the conditions of the match.
0: I- and may I add
1: also, oh God, that. That one bulldozer is apparently subject to the fucking spooky magic which yes. King Pyro happens.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what, for what purpose? How the hell does fire control so can, a bulldozer? So he can
1: summon the fire and activate this one specific bulldozer?
0: <laughs> I was like, surely the one I like want he would answer. have ordered one of the nexus to be in the, in the bulldozer. It's like, nope. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but I thought okay,
2: he's going to go into the bulldozer. bulldozer
1: the though bulldo- and then the thing just drops the dirt onto the grave i'm like a that doesn't look like shoveling to me and b why does your magic work on this <laughs> I, uh, uh, I want answers wwe they're not gonna give us them i'm oh, never no. gonna get answers but i want them
0: <laughs> so to add, yes to add there to end this kane gets the win and retains the world heavyweight championship yeah, this is a typical Kane Taker match with two guys that were much slower than they were in their peak.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I. Oh no,
2: can I just add to this? Go on. The weird ass T loses, and then they start putting the Undertaker theme over, and yeah. they do the symbol, and everyone, and like the commentary is like, yeah. what does that mean? And I'm
0: like, good question. What the fuck does that mean? What is this? <laughs> You know what's crazy? Looking back on this, this is when I got a little bit more back into wrestling. It was never explained how in the world the Nexus were involved. It was never explained the repercussions of Taker being buried alive. And Taker would come back in January and would do the whole Outlast Outlaw thing where he'd come out to Johnny Cash. It was actually those vignettes. It was that time during the vignettes where they were actually contemplating bringing Stinning to have the the Sting versus Taker match at WrestleMania. It's
2: it's weird. It's
0: it's just just like I don't get
2: it. What does this mean? Explain. Like like, what does it mean, the code? (laughs) Yeah, literally. And it's like like I don't I can't really say this. I don't expect much for the wrestling zombie lore. (laughs) i just want
0: i just want something that makes sense god damn it this honestly this buried alive match among all of the buried alive matches that have ever been contested in wwe this one is the one that truly did not make sense yeah it really really didn't ratings for this one then. (laughs) i
2: God, I, I, I have no idea. Dan, you go. Uh,
1: this match for me gets. I've really been going back and forth between this. I'm gonna go one and a half. Mhm. Just because, like, the pacing is just so plodding. Um things happen
3: <laughs>
1: and just like I don't know I think it's just like it's almost like wrestling melodrama yes
2: but not good wrestling melodrama <laughs> but
1: like in the worst way <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
3: uh... Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, I, 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 I slog to get through um, for me um do you have your rating written?
2: It gets a. Uh, why was the Nexus there? Out of. Uh, but it gets a one and a half. <laughs> and frankly, it wouldn't, and it would frankly, it wouldn't get the half if it wasn't for the fact that you know, it's.
4: <laughs> it, it's the the
2: Yeah, it's the Undertaker and Kane, who like. You two can do so much better. Even for yeah. buried alive matches, you two can do so much better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for me, this one gets a spooky powered digger out of five. <laughs> yes. Th- do you
1: know? what I'm just realising would have been infinitely better for this match. <laughs> Go on. Should just been a casket match.
0: Yeah. 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 It should have been.
3: That I mean, literally get whole- just would
0: have been infinitely easier <laughs> i wouldn't have minded if they rehashed the whole taker floating into the sky spot again like they did that one time <laughs> i have to go now my planet needs me <laughs> <laughs> just, I, just it's just such a nothing match like and that's yeah, not even is. a good nothing match i mean we reviewed dennis rodman versus randy savage and that's a perfect no nothing match yeah, oh, but that's, yeah,
1: but that's, that's, a, that's a nothing match just because there are literally no expectations of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you watch it only because you see Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman. You don't go into that match thinking, hmm, I think this will be a five-star technical classic. You go, Dennis
0: Rodman, what the fuck is he doing here? Yes. yes uh, no worm for you, Taker. Uh <laughs> So we awkwardly segue after, for some bizarre reason, Cole King and match Striker being audibly confused about the whole situation. It's like, guys, Taker loses these matches so many times and comes back. Why are you confused? I think the biggest thing is that they're they're
1: selling it like, like Taker has literally died. Yes. But then they are also like, oh shit! We have a match on. We have two matches on after this, by the way.
0: <laughs> Which awkwardly segues into a backstage segment with Randy Orton talking about the main event tonight up against Wade Barrett and the uh, the uh, the uh, the problem that he has with John Cena being in Barrett's corner. Uh, and then we get to match six, the fourteen-man elimination tag team match. It's Team SmackDown versus Team Raw for the Bragging Rights Cup, which definitely doesn't look like the Stanley Cup, which in turn definitely doesn't look like the 2001 King of the Ring trophy.
1: Like, in literally no way could that ever possibly resemble the
0: Stanley Cup. (laughs) Cut to the end of the match. (laughs) So, for Team Raw, we have CM Punk, Ezekiel Jackson, John Morrison, R-Truth, Santino Marella, Sheamus... And all led by their captain, the Miz. And on Team. Oh, hello, Big Zeke. Zeke.
2: Okay, okay. My first note. My first note, which basically made me go into like almost go into a rage (laughs) with Ezekiel Jackson being billed from, and I quote, Guyana, South America. Yes. Which made me. Speaking as a, a man with Guyanese heritage, wanna flip every table known to <laughs> man? Ah, yes.
1: Don't you, I... don't you don't you know though that outside of select countries, there's li- there's literally nowhere other than the country itself. Yeah,
2: it's like like what Guyana, South America. Ah, yes. I am also a fan of that one wrestler who is billed from France, Europe, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> literally, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, literally, no, no, go on. Literally, 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 all you had to do, all you had to fucking do was just go Georgetown, Guyana, and that's yes. it. Yes. That's it. It's like
1: we said before, because it was like in the in like the SmackDown versus Raw games, when you went to like England, your options were literally like London, Liverpool or Blackpool. Like yeah. that was it. <laughs> it took them like three years to add Manchester.
0: <laughs>
1: and they had and Chelsea
0: that, at one point because Paul Birchill was billed from Chelsea.
1: And the the even worse thing was that for like years, places like
0: Australia had nowhere. <laughs> From, from the big country known as Australia, what their cities there? Huh. Beats me if I've ever known them. It is.
2: I, I I won't even lie. I think this might lose. I think it just put this map put me in a bad mood from the start.
0: Oh, it only gets worse. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy because I was like, I wonder what Raiden's reaction would be when I when it, when we get to talk just... about Ezekiel Jackson being built it in was... Guyana, South America. It was frothing
2: rage. Thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> and of course we get team smackdown that is alberto del rio edge jack swagger kofi kingston Rey mysterio tyler rex led by their captain the big show and smackdown mascot hordeswoggle
1: now let look right let's just start off with this which is just a this is just a survivor series match with more steps and more people
0: yes oh so many more people oh, all the people and,
1: and second of all as we said earlier about themes we have lobster
0: head baby <laughs> it's a shameful thing lobster head i miss that theme so
1: <laughs> i even care i want seamus to bring it back it's so much better than his current
0: one <laughs> he really wants it back but they won't let him have it back.
1: i know they won't let him when it's fake
0: and also it brings me up as well to the john morrison thing that we said on a, on a previous podcast yeah john morrison but with a jimmy hendrix sock <laughs> Just... I want
1: poetry that sounds like it's being done while someone is in the process of taking smack. <laughs>
2: yeah. Also, also, I will say one thing that did puff me up was that I forgot Jack Swagger's Rage Against the Machine entrance music.
0: Yes, we slapped the... so hard being sung and I kid you not by a cover band known as Age Against the Machine.
2: That makes sense because I was like, this this guy, this singer is doing a perfect
0: rendition. Oh, Zach Dela—it's Zach Delaroca. If it wasn't Zach De La roca yeah, exactly.
2: Like I'm listening. I'm it like, it
0: makes, makes it
1: even better. Then when you this is for a wrestler who's billed as the All American American from Perry, Oklahoma. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, He's yeah. Wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes it even better. I'm not even going to lie. I'm <sighs> um, not even going to lie. Just seeing Joe. Jeff...
1: I'm just realizing did WWE just like <clears throat> predict the whole Midwestern conservative Americans completely misunderstanding Rage Against the Machine? Yes.
2: <laughs> um, yes. I, yes, it did. However, I would pay good money to hear. <laughs> Jack Swagger, say some of those who work boss. Oh,
3: the same? Oh,
4: my God. Did you me? I couldn't. <laughs>
1: oh, man. You know what my other favorite thing about this? What? They start the match, and then they're immediately self-aware of the fact of, will the big show turn on
3: someone? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> like will
3: he
0: turn he did at the last year's bragging rights and I'm like <laughs> Uh, let's see. Guys, you really are showing your true colors here. So there's not much I'm going to say about this match because I didn't really take much in the way of notes because it's your atypical elimination style match. You're going to have one moment where they're going to be a, like, a lot of like quick eliminations. There's going to be a count out where it takes two of them out. It's your yeah. by-the-numbers style elimination match for this time. So I'm going to just go down a little bit of uh, who got eliminated in what order. So the first elimination was Santino for Raw. Yeah. Kofi was then eliminated, then the first one for SmackDown. Then we had uh, Jack Swagger being eliminated by uh, John Morrison uh, for SmackDown, that has them at a disadvantage. And then we get uh, Tyler Rex um, uh, booted with the Brogue Kick uh, for the uh, for the elimination. SmackDown is at a distinct disadvantage and made even worse when Big Show and Sheamus spill to the outside and uh, and get counted out. May I add for that counting? <laughs> uh, Big Show ran to the right. The ref was fast counting show at that point, because he was like, oh, shit, he's going to get to the ring before 10. Nine, Yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I did
1: see like... Speaking hell? of what Rudin was saying, following this, we had them their lovely thing about all the people watching the pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> in France, Belgium, Luxembourg, and the
3: Middle East.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the whole Middle East. This is before WWE knew that there was a very affluent country known as Saudi Arabia that could give them lots of money. Oh, how old They
3: go to the effort of naming
1: just random European countries and the Middle East. Like
0: naming Luxembourg of all fucking places. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need to capitalize. Yeah. on all our Luxembourg audience.
2: Like <laughs> If you're anyone from Luxembourg, have, what is the... Yeah,
1: what's, the your, what's, yes. what's like your... What, what is the name of people your, that Yeah, you looking look it up I guess now. your
0: pluralisation, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: please, leave us, like, tweet us. I'm actually curious. Do we have a new listeners from Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, hit us up, Luxembourg. Please <laughs> do. Please do. <laughs> uh, quick eliminations then follow. Uh, Edge uh, eliminating Truth and Morrison with quick spears. And then we have Alberto Del Rio who uh, uh, earlier in the match turned his, uh, turned his back and, and uh, injured Rey Mysterio to get him out of the match at one point. Rolls up uh, is eliminated by CM Punk with a simple old backslide. And then CM Punk is eliminated by the returning Mysterio who no-sells his arm injury. <laughs> and then we mm-hmm. get Ezekiel Jackson also eliminated.
2: But he does tell him almost tripping and falling flat on his yes. face.
0: Yes, he yes. did. <laughs> Wow! I say like, Zeke, what are you doing, man? <laughs> uh, oh man! A little good ending spot though, with uh, with the Miz being the the last one eliminated, with uh, Mysterio kind of having a leapfrog over Miz, tag edge in with the spear, the one, two, three, and for the second year in a row, Team SmackDown are victorious and hold up the bragging rights trophy well i say hold up edge gives it to hornswoggle who falls flat on his back from not being able to carry the giant trophy because <laughs> look little person can't carry big feet small. Uh-huh. funny
2: uh, i will uh, say the match definitely picks up like our whole heap of steam once we get to the final eliminating
1: yes like because right. the thing is right <clears throat> is there, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff which is up with this match everything from the fact of alberto del rio and jack swagger are really stinking up the place <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: they really are I and mean, then just like so so much of other stuff um i will say Yo, Rey Mysterio in the white gear looking clean.
2: Oh, just looking tight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, with a, young, with the beard, a young...
2: with the little bit of beard too. Yeah. He's, he sees a young Andrade, so, sees that and is like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes.
1: Yeah. I will have that for the Sombra. <laughs> um, And then, obviously, they they really let John Morrison go
0: huge here. They did. They <laughs> did. He did pull yeah, up a really nice, uh, nice starship pain as well. Um, yeah, and yeah, they really did make him go. Really did make really. him go. Um, and of course, if we this sets up that I mean, during this match, of course, we still have the ongoing rivalry between Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio, which of course saw Rey written off TV for a little bit to deal with a with a with an arm injury. You know, surprising, <laughs> surprising, it's not a knee injury. Um, I had surgery three, three, five times <laughs> in my left knee, <laughs> uh, and it was a nice little callback to the tag team of Edge and Rey Mysterio at the end. I, I I appreciated the little nod and the. It was the it was a nice there. little feel good stuff there. <clears throat> uh, it was a by the numbers elimination match that we've come to already know from uh, like survivor series style matches there, of this there, era. there's
1: also stuff in there as well where it's like it feels like this is trying to put Ezekiel jackson over big but i don't think he actually eliminates anyone no
2: <laughs> i don't think so either he, he gets zero elimination
0: and like look at this physical form <laughs> so i'm just like uh... they really at this time we're putting him over and then eventually he would end up oh, being yeah. a member of the core. On SmackDown, <laughs> so figure make of that what you will. This one it's is a, is a two out of five for me. This one
2: for me is a two point nine nine
0: nine 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 receding. <laughs> and is it is it purely for the Guyana? Uh, uh, comments.
2: Oh, if it's like you, they're lucky that I don't just say this thing's a zero out of five for that. <laughs>
3: Oh,
1: this gets a two and one quarter stars for me (laughs) Uh, on the basis of, yeah, it's a by the books, multi-man elimination match, but they let John Morrison and Rey Mysterio go big. So I have to
0: back it. Yeah, it it brings it up slightly, slightly. So we cut to backstage to a glum looking John Cena in the locker, locker room as he has to help Wade Barrett win the WWE championship. John, what are you so upset about, man? You're on top of the bloody company. Oh, wait, yeah, you could get fired. But come on, then you're going <laughs> to flipping fire you. You're John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> so the main event, Wade Barrett with John Cena versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Should Barrett not win the title, Cena is fired. Oh, Barrett- uh,
2: so- actually, it's um, if he doesn't... if. He loses yes he, he is fired we will get to that
0: oh yes we will get to that yeah. we will get to that so Barrett and Cena walk out and uh, it, I love the scenario it harkens back to the scenario that I uh, that I know way too well Barrett being the big brother bullying his little brother into going somewhere with him yes <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even chance that you're right. It really is, isn't it? It's like you are coming to McDonald's with me because mum said so now fucking come on. It really you really can see
2: like Wade Barrett holding John Cena's hand. Just like just both of them miserable.
0: Fucking come on. Um I got a note here that's saying bald Randy Orton scares me. Yes. It, I I it scares me, but in a good way
2: scares
1: me yeah but also don't forget though this is the time when Randy Orton was again I'm using this quite a lot on this was on crud yeah this is he set about being a menace to every person he knew (laughs)
0: yes yes bald Randy Orton here as well is the main source of video footage for RKOs out of nowhere so that's another thing I'm being scared of as well
2: Yes, that's very true. I was thinking that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, test of strength start to uh, to this match, and punches. Your regular punches in the corner from Orton, and then the next minute from me is we get the stupid, stupid from Orton to John Cena. You know yeah. the uh, the whole. Remember when Kofi Kingston missed his spot and Orton was going like stupid. He does that thing where he like again, recalls like, his head back and goes stupid. He puts his whole body in it. Again, he was on crud. <laughs> <laughs> Even Mr. Anderson knows about that, eh? Hey, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Big Irish whip to the corner from Orton to Wade. Fire scene a chance start after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, "Wow, man.
1: already!" Like, he's not he is Who not. You knew this Minnesota crowd like had, so much vi- had so much violence in them.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Orton gets thrown outside and immediately doesn't sell it because he like he immediately pops right up and stares daggers at John. Like, he's like, he gets thrown outside, looks groggy, and then is like, oh! <laughs> it's the power of spite. <laughs> it's
2: a real Dinkleberg moment. Yes,
0: Dinkleberg. <laughs> hey, hey, looking good, Arton. Cedar.
1: Randy Randy was there, looked at Cedar and went, I'm going to find your gear bag after this. <laughs>
0: You, oh man, you don't even know that I've I've I, I have chugged Xlax before this match. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, immediately after that, Wade goes outside and starts tearing daggers at Cena. <laughs> it's
1: so funny because throughout this entire process, I'm half stuck between thinking like, all right, so does he want? Is the op is the operative part here that John Cena gets fired or that he wins the
0: title? Yeah. <laughs> because i really don't know because <laughs> let remember i mean the, the two people that are in this match they don't matter the person that matters is the gloom looking little brother outside yeah questioning every really life is. choice he ever made it really is just that <laughs> so uh we get punches in bunches from wade and i honestly think he connected on one of them because there was quite a fud. Uh, when Wade threw a punch at Orton's chin. Uh, it might be well, the stop, but the it did sound like when a you're there like a And you'll have
1: to throw fake punches and you're an ex-bare-knuckle boxer. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then we get, of course, the whole heel berating uh, the berating his manager, or the, uh, un- uh, well, the uh, the not, yeah. un- or the compromised manager in this case. Wade sticking his finger and shouting at him. And only a person from Preston can shout at someone. <laughs>
1: <He> <laughs> like gets, like um... I said,
0: it, it, it
1: Sometimes being English and being angry just hits different. Yes.
2: It, it, like Wade Barrett channeling his inner William Regal.
0: <laughs> Let's not forget that Wade Barrett probably had the best English moment where he started shouting at Wayne Rooney and pointing his finger at him. <laughs>
1: the greatest. genuinely one of the most absurd moments in it's wrestling it's by the fantastic.
0: League. Fantastic. Uh, we get rest holds for rest holds. Ending in all yes, with a a back a Randy Orton match. It's a Randy Orton match. Like, I honestly couldn't believe that they were dueling rest holds from Wade and Randy. <laughs> uh, big elbow from Brett's rope, but only a two count for Wade Barrett. <laughs> big old pump handle drop as well, and he's not getting any. And he's not getting any advantage over uh, over Randy as uh, Wade decides to throw Orton into the apron. And to the barricade in quick succession, so he's like he's throwing him, but he bo- as he bounces back, he throws him again, and it bounces back, throws him, and he's like ping ponging between the apron and barricade. <laughs> Good old drop kick from Orton gets his momentum back, and he goes for the rope hung DDT, but Wade escapes and knocks the ref down. Oh god, we've got a ref down. So Cena's ref looking bomb. on, and Wade is ordering him to get into the ring. Or- Orton knocking Wade into Cena, and he goes off the apron, and even Cena has a ref bump in this match. Yeah! Because yeah! <laughs> remember, Cena isn't super until he's in the match, and the bell rings. It's just... <laughs> and this is where we get Nexus raiding the ring, and beginning their attack on Orton with their usual stick, until Cena gets in and attacks the Nexus. Orton RKO's Heath Slater, who has been doing a lot of work during this, being thrown by the Undertaker and now taking an RKO from the yep. ready Orton. And receives a boot for his trouble Well. <laughs> Cena explains to Wade that if the ref saw the Nexus, he would be DQ'd from the match. And lose. Wade attempting the wasteland after that, and Orton fights out of it with his five moves of doom. Close line, close line, Yay. power slab, rope hung DDT. <laughs> We get an RKO incoming. He hears voices in his head, guys. They cancel him. They understand. They talk to him.
2: (laughs) No, no. They talk to him. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) They talk to him. They talk (laughs) to (laughs) me. But Cena is on the apron. Wait a minute. Cena AA's Barrett? It's a DQ win for Wade Barrett. But Barrett doesn't win the WWE title. Wharton retains. Um... that that was an abrupt ending
1: okay so here's the thing right this is literally the only finish they could go for the dust that would simultaneously that it would would simultaneously protect every person in the match (laughs) but also actually provide the the finish they were planning (laughs) yeah but there's literally no other way they could have gone about it so like as much as i'm there and i'm like oh that's good awareness of the rules that you've created mm. but also i'm like yeah i know clearly what the situation was here which is that probably randy didn't want to drop the strap and they probably didn't feel that wade barrett was ready to have the title yet
0: <laughs> and how could you fire Cena? <laughs> it's-, it's like and how can you do a
1: Cena gets fired storyline in the middle of Super Cena.
0: I was going to say, yeah, how could you How could you have a Monday Night Raw and not have John Cena at this point? Exactly. <laughs> it is...
2: It's a finish I should like and yet hate.
0: It's funny. Yeah. But no,
2: no,
1: that's the thing. I'm like, I should be impressed by this, but I hate it.
0: I think yeah. like what really brings it down is that... Michael Cole's trying to explain the situation, but you can hear Vince's voice through his earpiece through Michael Cole's mouth trying to explain this finish. Yeah,
2: because it's like... Yeah, I think that's what gets me, is that it has to be explained multiple times.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's such an abrupt ending. Such an abrupt ending and a bit of a damp squib. And that is where we end Bragging Rights 2010. Um, and it never came back again it died a very <laughs> abrupt death after that. you see the thing is they had this thing in the
1: vaults so i don't know if you've ever heard but it was called survivor series <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh so we end our bragging rights 2010 what is your rating for this match then the main event of this pay-per-view gents
1: You want to go first, Ridden, or you want me?
0: (laughs) You
2: go first, because I I need to think on it. It's low. (laughs) It's a binary. It's it's, it's like I have two choices, and I'm trying to figure out which choice it is.
1: Uh, This, for me, is going to get... I'm going to say two and a half stars... It, it it again. It's like it's solid. It's some fairly solid work mm. that has some, you know, good moments in it. And I think the fi- I I want to give credit to the finish being inventive. Doesn't necessarily mean it was good in execution, <laughs> but like you know, them being aware of the rules that they've created is pretty good. It's a pretty by the books Randy Orton match for the period. <laughs> I guess the only thing with it really is it just makes me wonder what Wade Barrett's ceiling really was.
0: Yeah. Because mm. he must have seen something in him shortly to have yeah. him being part of this big, thrusted into the main event storyline. Yeah, like up, against
2: Cena, up against Cena and Orton, for God's sake.
0: Yeah. But no, like strange. Very strange indeed. This, for me... Also gets two and a half out of five. Everything Dan said in a, uh, and above. Um, Orton and Barrett would actually have better matches in the future. Um, uh, there was a specific table match that those two would have. That was really good. I, that stands out for me. It.
1: Well, I've also always said, personally, I think his work rate improved when he moved to the Ball hammer.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, he became
1: I mean, obviously, all heck. Like obviously, yeah, he had more time and more experience and everything like that, but just the quality and the work rate improved at that point.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh as I said, yeah, he got into he got into crazy shape as well. Oh yeah. Like he Bro was he was a big out. boy he was a big boy during the Nexus days, but by god, he was shredded as heck when he came back from injury and did the ball during the ball hammer phase.
2: I This match is like it's a weird one. In that there's nothing technically wrong with this match and the finish is inventive, but I just don't like it. I just yeah. don't like the match. It's like it's the main event and it's just a Randy Orton match. No,
1: no, yeah. no I, I absolutely know what you mean on this.
2: Yeah. it is and...
1: literally just a by the books Randy Orton match for 2010.
2: yeah Yeah. and for the main event and then so much as it is on what is cena going to do which cuts away from like this is a championship match and then you have nexus stuff and then you have everything and then you have the fact that i was just so dead by the end by this point because you
1: had had to sit through that undertaker and kane match yeah
2: like (laughs) the pacing and the actual like Booking of what match goes on yeah. is so weird mm. and lopsided. And
1: because, per- personally, I know lots of people are of the thing of like if you have a world title match, it always goes on last, it's always the main event. Mm. Mm. But then again, as well, having that 7v7 elimination match before it, it's just, oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> don't forget, that elimination match is something like 27 minutes. Mm. And oh. And this uh. title match is, what, 14?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh.
2: It's just a very lopsided thing, and it all bleeds in. I'm gonna have to give it a, a one and a half, man. It just. Nah, you,
1: no, trust me, you're entirely fair on I that.
2: Ju- I just. It's like. It's not as bad as a one and a half match, but everything around it drags even its best points down. Yeah. I, yeah. I just can't with it, man.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Um. Well, all the points, yeah, absolutely, I would agree <laughs> on that one. And so, we end Bragging Rights 2010, and this was the most two out of five pay-per-view I think I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I think two out of
1: five is a pretty accurate overall score. I, think yeah. I'd tell, say, even I would if... say the, o- the only... <laughs> match from this that's really worth going back to is Ziggler versus
0: Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you how much as well I feel like this was very dead on arrival because, and I kid you not WWE put this on free television here in the UK they put it on Sky Sports 4 oh wow they did not even put it on box, they did not have it as pay-per-view or box office they had it on free television
2: huh. that just sums it up don't it
0: <laughs> oh so yes that gentleman is the replacement to survivor series I didn't actually replace survivor series but now that you think about it in the way survivor series is nowadays you wonder maybe maybe it could have <laughs> eventually <The> long <laughs> what tail. What, did, what were your thoughts upon watching this i think this is the m- one of the hardest pay-per-views i've had to watch in our pay-per-view uh I'll watch along. I
1: think the thing is Is that it's made me realize Maybe one time I should give us A good pay-per-view To watch (laughs) (laughs) Hey we did start With Backlash 2000 So That is fair To be honest
0: (laughs) Oh man We've had it bad Too long (laughs) We've had Yeah Road wild And now this Maybe
1: next time Maybe next time I'll pick out A a nice pay-per-view
0: For us (laughs) We shall see We shall see Uh, But yeah That is it for this week's episode. On next week's one, we are going to do a best and worst. Looking forward to this, we haven't done a best and worst in quite a while. This one's going to be a little bit different to what we usually do in the best and worst because we're going to be spending 90 minutes talking about the best and worst pay-per-view stage sets very niche, very specific, but by god, there have there been some iconic yeah, ones.
1: I get the feeling that when it comes to the worst, we might have a unified answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this I, is going to be this is going to be fascinating to see.
0: I feel like we'll also have a unanimous best one as well, because uh, yeah. it's set with a certain October pay-per-view. <laughs> but until next time, I have been Sam this Has been Dan and Reardon, and you have been listening to the Sweet Chin Wag Podcast. We'll see you, as always, on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.